Welcome to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. We're back, man. Episode. Back in this thing. Oh, geez. My Why bad. you got to cut me off? My bad. I was just feeling it Stop today, man. Stop cutting me off, Keith. You ever like, you never, you ever been like, like, it's almost like a false start. Yeah, you know what I mean? it like is. The, yeah, you, you just, I was just ready to we go. We've got no time for that. The people want to hear us speak about the topics Let's today. Let's get it. Okay. Yeah. And it is episode 255. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, yeah, before we start the podcast out, man, it's just certain people you want to shout out really quick. Yeah. And, and there's a guy, um, a very special athlete. I, I've seen him years ago. His name is Baby Hulk. Yeah. If you get a chance, check this guy out, man. I think mm-hmm. he's, he's he's not very big. He's probably like five, six, five, seven, something like that. Yeah. But this a dude. real baby. Yeah, this, oh, wow. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> this dude could fight like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. He was fighting in a lot of backyard fights. I can't remember what exactly what the uh, what the name of that one was, uh, mm-hmm. but they got backyard brawls, mm-hmm. and this dude just was beating everybody up. <laughs> yeah, he's just beating everybody's ass on there. But he's a hell of a he's a hell of a fighter. Um, yeah. God bless you, man, and appreciate Showing the support. Showing a lot of love, man. Yeah. So we are, we genuinely appreciate the support. Yeah. I just think he kind of sticks out. Mm-hmm. He, he kind of sticks out because you know this guy's doing great things. You know, uh, yeah, but also like like saying specific things right it could be minute 45 right and like you know quoting certain things so right shout out to you man yeah people actually absorbing the content mm-hmm. that's what i like to do with people that i like certain content creators is i'll i'll listen to the content and i'll chime in on things i literally heard yeah because it, it's deeper than just leaving a flame emoji yeah. you know sometimes people like it could be a local rapper or something and the dude really ain't no good, but all people do is leave like icicles and motherfucking flame emojis in mm-hmm. his comment section. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, like, come on. Yeah. We know you're not listening to this nigga. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you ain't got a front. Yeah. So shout out to you, man. Or you mm-hmm. might only be looking at the Instagram post. True. The little clip or whatever. Put True. Put a flame emoji on a clip and then the Instagram clip might have more likes or listens than the actual song do. That's true. That's facts. But yeah, man, shout out, shout out to you, baby Hope, man. Remain steadfast in your journey, and we're here for it, man. We want to see you succeed, so keep on fighting. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get right into it. Um, Chinese surveillance balloon. Uh, recently, uh, China thought it was okay to play in our airspace, and we said, no, no, China, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, we will blow that shit down, and that's what we did. Mm-hmm. China protests as, unif- as U.S. fighter jets shoot down a suspected spy balloon. The U.S. military shot down a, a, a Chinese high-altitude balloon after it drifted off East Coast near Carolinas, uh, the Pentagon confirms. Let me go down here to the bottom here. Um, this is what he said in code. Currently, we understand there were incursions uh, near Florida and Texas, but we don't have clarity on what kind of systems were on that, these balloons or if these incursions uh, occurred in territorial w- waters or overflew land, Walt said, said, uh, said in a statement to CNN. The, the, new, the new details about previous surveillance balloons were confirmed by two additional sources familiar with the briefings. It comes, to a, it comes amid Republican criticism of Biden administration for not earlier shooting down a balloon that flew from Alaska to the Carolinas for several days um, before it was shot down over the Atlantic Ocean on Saturday. The U.S. officials said Friday there have been similar incidents over Hawaii and Guam in recent years. A senior U.S. defense official said Saturday there were three instances during the Trump administration where China briefly transited a surveillance balloon over the con- continental United States. 
and once previously during the Biden administration. Former Trump administration defense secretary Mark Esper, however, said he was surprised by the Pentagon statement that similar incidents happened during the Trump administration. I don't ever recall somebody coming into my office or reading anything that the Chinese had a surveillance balloon over the United States, he told CNN. Here's the problem. I don't really care either way, regardless of what administration, whether it's the Republicans or the Democrats. I just think that it's always a fucking mudslinging between Democrats and Republicans, and it's fucking annoying, <laughs> right? Like, very childish. It's very childish. That's like, like the kids telling on each other in school. Yeah, but but it, if it was me, he like was Mr. There, McGee, he, uh, he, he Adam it. is picking on me. Yeah, he put his finger in my butt, and I told him to whoa, stop. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's sexual assault. Yep. And that's what happens with the Democrats and Republicans. <laughs> they, they, they sexually assault Constantly each putting each other's fingers in their ass. <laughs> yeah, but this is, it, it doesn't matter. First of all, shout out to him for shooting down that fucking balloon. Mm-hmm. Okay? We can't allow motherfuckers to fly their balloon over here. All right? Yeah. China, man, you wilding out. And then China said it was an overreaction because, according to them, due to weather conditions, it blew it over here. And it, was, it wasn't supposed to be in our airspace. So what are we supposed to do? Allow that motherfucker to just float over us? Like, nah, no. China lying. We got to blow it down, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they shot that motherfucker down. We, can't th- we cannot let them play. Look, you already didn't gave us COVID, okay? No, you know what China did? What? You know how uh, when dudes get caught cheating, like, you know, that girl could go through their phone and, like, find some lewd, or some, some news or something right. like that. Right, right. And um, what China did was basically say, man, why are you looking through my phone? Yeah, yeah. It's my phone. It's my phone. You should be, I pay the bill. You should be looking through my phone. Yeah. If you don't trust me, then leave me. Exactly. Lying ass nigga. Y'all your thing, y'all your balloon way over here. What are you talking about? China, China is a trifling ass nigga. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, man. Look at uh, China Andre. Okay. China Andre. <laughs> That is crazy. Yeah, we blew that motherfucker down. It (laughs) it had no business being in our airspace. That's not cool. Mm -hmm. Because who knows what kind of intelligence they said is surveillance. What are you surveying, motherfucker? Yeah. What do you need to survey over here? Mm -hmm. And you know, the balloon they said, at least from what I've seen from other reports, it was a massive balloon. The motherfucker was the size of two buses. Yeah. So you got this massive balloon floating in the air. And we're supposed to be, I think it's kind of like, they try to Debo us. Mm-hmm. You ever have a motherfucker try to punk you and they fail? Mm-hmm. Like they try to do something. It's almost like this is what bullies do. Bullies try to like, bullies try to put you in a position where they gain some level of like, uh, of an advantage on you, mm-hmm. and that's how they know they could punk you, mm-hmm. right? They'd be like, "Hey, I need to move over here, homie. Watch out." Yeah, right. They'll do something like that. Yeah, and then you they let- may even like ask at initially, and then like you know, like, "Hey, man, let me borrow your pencil." And then when you ask for your pencil back, they're like, nigga, this is my pencil. This is my pencil, bitch. <laughs> so you you need to deny the pencil the very beginning. Yeah, you got to shoot it out. Like, oh, hey, homie, I ain't got a pencil for you. You got to like, you gotta look at this dude and be like, oh, yeah, he a bully. Yeah. You ain't getting nothing from me. That's Because I know you ain't going to give it back and I'm going to have to fight you. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather not, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, you got to, like, that's what they did. They tried to bully the United States yeah. with this little bullshit tactic like, oh, you got the, this, the Biden administration? Oh, y'all straight pussy. Yeah. You know, because at least Trump would have been like, no, we're not allowing this fucking balloon to be in the sky. Okay. It might be full of COVID. We cannot have the balloon up in the sky. We cannot have it in our airspace. Yeah. You know, and look, at the end of the day, I'm not racist, but if we blow it up and a bunch of fortune cookies fall out, I don't <laughs> know what the United States <laughs> are going to do about it. <laughs> Can you imagine that motherfucker blew up and a bunch of fortune cookies came out? And that it'd be like, crazy. 
a bunch of little strips of paper falling out the sky, like you will be successful. Yeah. You know, you're building stronger relationships this year. Black is beautiful. Well, fucking, <laughs> you know, wouldn't that be crazy if if you had specific fortune cookies based on your race? Yeah. And, and then what would happen is you go to a Chinese restaurant and they got like a big old box. It'd be like black fortune cookies. Yeah. White fortune cookies. The black fortune cookies be like, hurry up and buy. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no! I'd be like the Black Forge cookies. Be like, you will pay your child support on time next month. <laughs> Another one. Stop trusting these hoes. <laughs> Black is beautiful. <laughs> oh, that's man. crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's that's wild. I no, think no, I, no, here go one, here go one. You open one up and be like, it's giving, boss bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving. <laughs> that was funny. Mm-hmm. I was telling you earlier, uh, when uh yesterday when we uh we went to go watch Black Panthers at my at Black Panther on my girl's parents. Oh, house. You just gonna add Panthers to the movie, huh? <laughs> Black <laughs> plural. <laughs> yeah, that, shit, that, that shit went from singular to plural like a motherfucker. Like, it's more than one Panther in here. They got a Chadwick Boseman stunt double. <laughs> That's crazy. Go ahead. But um, yeah, so we went over there, and then my girl's mom was like, um, she was like, like, like you know, because it was just a, it was a big thing, and it was just on the news, and the big balloon was getting shot out of the air, and they just kept replaying it. And she was like, uh, how do we even know that it was like a Chinese balloon? And I was like, because when they shot it down, all the parts said made in China. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the China pen- the Chinese pencils? You never could break them. Mm-hmm. I used to play niggas with pencils on purpose that had From in China. Chinese. I used yeah. to be breaking all of American pencils. Pencils back in the day was like that. That was the funnest game. Chinese people don't make pencils out of like materials. They just get a piece of a tree and just cut that motherfucker into bamboo. It's bamboo. No, no, they get a piece of like a real big thick tree mm-hmm. and they put a little piece of lead in it. And that's, that's why they, they fucking pencil so hard. They take a oak, they take a bonsai tree. Yeah. <laughs> the niggas done took the food. They done took the, uh, the, the, the same thing the panda be eating that. They just take, make trees out of that shit. That's bamboo. Oh, it bet. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You got to keep. You got it. <laughs> but yeah, man, mm-hmm. I, I don't blame us for reacting the way we did. Yeah. You know, and they got the nerve to tell us what we doing. Not to mention, this ain't the first time China done pulled one over on us. Okay? Mm-hmm. We had motherfucking uh, lead in the toys. You know how many toys we've had that had lead in it? Mm-hmm. A bunch. Yeah. A bunch of toys with lead in it, man. That's a bunch China. of babies died. Yeah, it's fucked Sucking up. Sucking on toys and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, bro, a bunch of stuff had to get, like, like I think it was like Pokemon toys and all <laughs> kind of other toys that had to get shipped back. I remember watching the news a lot as a kid and be like, these toys have been recalled due to lead poisoning. Yeah. And it's like, China, are you trying to like slowly fuck us up? What are you it was doing? China and Mexico. Oh, was, oh yeah. them, uh, you know them little candies? Which ones? It was certain candies that was having like lead in them, I think. Really? really? It was candies? Like the Lucas and all that. You don't remember that? I remember Lucas. They had a little thing you spoo- you did up, but I didn't know it had but lead But it was in a it. lot of those can- those little spicy, you know, Mexican candies. They uh-huh. was having like I really? think they had lead in them and stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, I wasn't a fan of, I'm not a big fan of Mexican candy. I love the food, but I never messed with the candy. Yeah, you wasn't messing with the candy? Nah. Candy fire. Yeah. Yeah. You like those candies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it, it got that like, I don't even know how to describe with it. Like moist? 
yeah, that kind of spicy, sweet. Yeah, yeah Jamoy. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's uh, you could put it on separate, or it's like a thick, like a almost like a syrup, almost, but it's red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, not not necessarily that, but just that it's it's more in the powder than the the like the liquid form. Mm. But you know, they have the little uh, they have it in all the candies. They just have that like spicy I like, sweet. I like I like mazapans though. Mazapans are good. The little. Sli- the little peanut butter yeah, it looking like, things. It looked like a hockey puck. Yeah. yeah but uh-huh. the peanut butter shit is good. Yeah, that stuff is good. They, now the Mazapans is ridiculous. Like, them motherfuckers is big. Really? Oh, my God. I seen the Mazapans so big, that shit looked like a weapon. <laughs> it's like a big old circle. Mm-hmm. The thing that sucks, though, about the Mazapan is, like, when you grab it, it just break apart. Yeah, it, you can't. It's a one like a one bite type yeah, this, of deal. I, man, once, and here's the fucked up thing. Once it break, it turned into, like, powder. Mm-hmm. So you over here trying to eat this, and it's good though. It's got the like only way real... you can eat it after that is to snort it with a freaking with your nose. I'm snorting uh, mazapan powder, <laughs> nose full of peanut butter and shit, man. <laughs> but it's good. It's like a it's yeah, it's, it's probably one of my favorite. And and the only brand that that existed, I think, when I was a kid was like remember uh, La La Rosa. Mm-hmm. It had that rose on it. Mm-hmm. They also make good ice creams. Is that the Bakersfield company? I don't think it's just beggars, but I think they 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 around. They've been around. They national, but I think I don't know if they national. Though. Low, I don't okay. know. Don't quote me. I don't know if they national. Yeah, I, they might be a current. Some niggas thing. in New York would be like, nigga, what is La Rosa? Yo, what is La Rosa? B? <laughs> I know about chopped cheese. B. I don't know about nothing I don't else. Know about quarter water. All I know about is chopped cheese. <laughs> Everything else, you get the fuck at out the of here. At the bodega, they don't got La Rosa at bodegas. Yeah, we only make Puerto Rican snacks. B. We don't <laughs> fuck with that, yo. <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't chopped cheese, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they'd be like, "Yo, just meet me over there on 157th and Ave." <laughs> yes. Them niggas got streets all the way to 200th It'd over be there. Stupid. Meet me on 257th. Have, in Baker's Bakersfield, the streets are they make sense, right? Right. You got you got letters going one direction, and you got numbers going the other direction. Mm-hmm. But in in New York, they got like. Endless numbers, like a thousand fifty ninth Street, um, and then they have like the streets in the, um, and then the numbers in the numbers are intersecting. Yeah, so you'd be like one hundred and fifty seventh and fifteenth. You like nigga, what? Where is this? Yeah, because it's like one hundred fifty seventh Street and it's like Seventeenth Avenue, and you like, come on, dog, y'all got to do something different. Can you imagine the year like twenty <laughs> fifty? Like, yo, meet me on on Q seven thousand, b. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> There's too many streets. Yeah, these niggas is living in outer space now. <laughs> it's like, yo, take the elevator, be the elevator broken. You got to take the steps up, man. I'm, I wonder how many New York guys get pissed off when we do that. Probably a lot. Like, we don't even fucking talk like that, B. Yeah. He'd be like, you're just proving my point. What is that? Yeah. Because <laughs> the, Cali- the California thing is always like a like a gangster, like from LA or something like that. Not really. They When they make fun of us in California, they use like the, the very like Beverly Hills bougie voice. Yeah. They just make us sound very, you know, and people say that we have an <laughs> accent. Like, we just speak English. We don't really have, like, an accent like that. Everybody has an accent. Yeah, I it don't It just know. depends on where you're from. Yeah, some people if say- If you live in the South, you would think, like, somebody lives in California talks weird. Some people be like, you sound white. Y'all sound white. And it's like, mm-hmm. how do we sound white? Yeah. And it, it would be funny. I've had some relatives, right, that live, like, back South in Arkansas. They'll be like, y'all sound like real, y'all got, like, a real accent. And I'm thinking, like, look who's fucking talking. Yeah, like, accents are relative, <laughs> right? You know? So somebody living in England is like, I don't, have, they don't have an English accent. They're just like talking. Be somebody from New Orleans, <laughs> like, y'all got some accent over there. Mm. Whatever you say, crawfish. 
Yeah. Okay. okay, Uncle Ben's. I think people in California probably enunciate words like right. in a in a more general the, sense. Even game even our game bangers out here, we, mm-hmm. they do a better job. They'd be like, on everything, I'm about to beat dude's ass when we get out of here, homie. Mm-hmm. But um, if you talk about like gangsters, yeah, we could get down. We could get down, homie. <laughs> when a gangster threaten you in California, you understand it. <laughs> <laughs> if that's you, you, if you get threatened out somewhere in Atlanta, they be like, "Oh God, like you don't goddamn like, ah oh, man, fucking shit, nigga dead." Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. You see what it is? Mm-hmm. Goddamn. Hey man, my name's David. He be like, nigga, like I said, like goddamn, we can get everything you want to do, homie. <laughs> six feet under, you feel me? <laughs> yeah, I'm six foot tall, man. What's up? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> it's sad, but yeah. Um, not to stray too far from the topic. We've already, uh, you know, I want to keep beating it down. China. But China. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, we had to knock down China's birthday balloon. It was in the sky too long. And, you know, <laughs> look, okay, I beat COVID, okay? If they dropped the COVID bomb right now, I don't think Joe Biden would make it. I don't <laughs> think Joe Biden has the, the power in himself to make it. He's not going to be able to do it. I did it. He can't do it. The, the funny thing about Trump is how he... I remember uh, um, uh, freaking, he said, uh, Alex said that Donald Trump talks in like bullet points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, very phenomenal. Great time. Good time. Family. Great. <laughs> I'm the best. That's the best. China. Wonderful people. Just wonderful. Wonderful people. Wonderful people. Very low prices. Beautiful balloons in the sky. We had to shoot it down, but La- beautiful balloons. Beautiful balloon full of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have no problem with China. I love Panda Express. There's nothing wrong with it. He's like, this nigga. Beautiful yellow people in China. Beautiful yellow. (laughs) I have no problem with China. I love fried rice. I've never had an issue with anyone out there. (laughs) I love technology. It's it's beautiful. I have an iPhone made in China. Yeah, iPhones are great. I love panda bears. Everything's fine. Everyone's good. China rhymes with vagina. I love them both. I love them both, especially Asian vaginas. Very fine too. Very fine. Very fine China. <laughs> fine China. Fine China. Fine vagina. <laughs> uh, very good prices. I have all my Trump hats made in China. Great prices. Very fine people. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's great isn't that funny when somebody when somebody probably i, I would imagine how many people that are racist mm-hmm. that like their justification would be like like oh like no 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 not at all i don't have a racist bone in my actually my accountant is black you yeah know? yeah i trust a black guy with my money that says everything about <laughs> that right there heck nah what's his name <clears throat> like oh his name is david He's like, what if his name was Darnell? Well, we have to be logical here. Okay? <laughs> his name is Darnell. Not to vet a little better than that. <laughs> For sure. People, people st- they, the reason why people need to stop throwing that thing around is because um, I was, hey, yo, I'm an A-yo myself. Um, oh, <laughs> I just caught that. <laughs> but um, the reason why people have to stop saying that is because we know that slave owners was sleeping with yeah. You know, slaves, and yeah. you know they were still obviously owning slaves and still uh, whooping their slaves and stuff like that. So yeah, it's crazy. That you know, just because you have a friend, that don't mean nothing. Yeah, it's deep. That's definitely that's a historical context, or mm-hmm. that we uh, we could have went without that today, Keith. Oh, okay. okay. 
but it is Black History Month. All right, but we're going to get into it give later. You, give you a pass, all right? <laughs> all right, switching I gears. I sweater on, you feel me? Yep, I am Black History Month. You feel me? Right? You know, before we switch gears, uh, real quick. We got to do that. We This is obviously like, I forgot about it, but we got to do the, um, we got to bring back the facts. We yeah, do we do. Facts? Yeah. We do. That'd we do. Cool. But we'll have to, we'll, we definitely have to plug that in the next podcast. Yeah. We definitely, that is a fact. We're going to go over just a big list of all the things black that you in, indulge in every day and you don't yeah. realize it. Everything you celebrate black history every day and you don't even know the words that come out of your mouth, the lingo that comes out of your mouth, the clothes that you wear, the music that you listen to. You know what was so dope? I, did, I just thought about it right now. They just celebrated hip hop on the Grammys. Mm-hmm. That's a huge deal for yeah. a historically like very white space to mm-hmm. celebrate 50 years of hip hop and then also give Dr. Dre his own award. Um, it's like the Global Impact Award or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just, you know, as part of black history, I think that was an amazing 100%. moment. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny, though. You know, one of the most <clears throat> the most impactful music in America for the many many years mm-hmm. you know and you barely starting to notice it it's because you know you pushed it out of the ma- you didn't want to make it mainstream but it forced its way in yeah that's i just, think a lot of i mean i'm sure you know there's articles headlines and stuff like that that would um that people could pull up from back in the day that was saying this is gonna be a flash in a pan yeah you know this is not gonna last give me a rock band instead i'll sign a rock band mm-hmm. you know it's still it's still here yep yep Yep, or switching gears. <clears throat> um, Valentine's Day. Um, this Valentine's Day, um, we are on we're on pace to spend a lot of fucking money, man. A lot of money. And I'll get into it right here. Do 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 boom. All right. Um, average cost of Valentine's Day, 2023 statistics. Um, Americans in total are expected to spend $25.9 billion on Valentine's Day in 2023. According to the National Retail Federations uh, and Prosper Insights and Analytics, one of the highest spending years in the NRF be- uh, began tracking Valentine's Day in 2004. Here's how much people are planning on spending on Valentine's Day. Uh, All right. Uh, people plan to spend on average $192.80 on Valentine's Day. Uh, 2023, almost 10% more than $175.41 they plan to spend in 2022. According to the NRF, in total, people expect to spend $130.75 of their Valentine's Day budget on significant others and family, nearly identical to last year's figure of $130. Aside from spending on a partner or a family member, people expect to spend $52.65 on friends, pets, co-workers, and their children's teachers or classmates. 37% higher than $38.36 they plan to spend in 2022. This follows a trend of Valentine's Day spending that has increased steadily since the initial decrease in 2021. According to the NRF, Valentine's Day spending was expected to reach an all-time record of $27.4 billion in 2020, only one month before COVID-19 hit the USA. All right, here's my take on it. The cost of shit's going up, first of all, so you're going to spend more money anyways. So that's something you got to factor in. Mm-hmm. You want to get a really good gift? You want to get a really good gift for your girlfriend or your wife? Mm-hmm. Just get her a gas card, man. Fill the gas card up, right? What might be better than that is like some Blue Chew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're not sponsored by Blue Chew, but shout out to them. <laughs> I've used Blue Chew before. Mm-hmm. I've used it. Not, you don't have to have erectile dysfunction to use Blue Chew. Yeah. I've used it before, and man, 
Yeah, superpowers. It felt like my dick was going to war, man. (laughs) 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 But yeah, um, yeah, it's nothing wrong with spending money on your lady. In fact, that's why that's your lady, right? Yeah. If you got a lady and she's decent, she's a good woman, take her out somewhere. Have a nice dinner because that's your lady. She She deserves that. You know, if it was just some chick you was fucking, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. If you and a chick are just fucking and it's not serious, are you even obligated to get her anything on Valentine's Day? Uh, the 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 tricky part about that is she might get you something. Mm, no, women don't usually get us anything. Nah, it's some it's some it's women some. that will like that. Um, yeah, I. I I don't want to say too much, but what I'm yeah. saying <laughs> is like that there, there are women that like they may be proactive in terms they like they may think the relationship is in a different place mm-hmm. that, that, than you. Right. Um. So they might, you know, they might and, and it may not be like that big of a deal. It may just be like, you know, like uh, some chocolates or a card or, you know, mm-hmm. just something simple like that. But sometimes that leaves you in a space where you're like, oh, I didn't really. So I think I don't know. I think it it should just be a conversation, right? Nah, nah, it can't really be a conversation because it'll take it'll suck the air out of it. But like, you I also, but it it makes it even worse when like a girl gets you something and you think you just dicking her down and you know you we don't we don't really have to worry about women getting us something because predominantly this is more of celebrated for women. When I think of Valentine's Day, I don't think of men. I think of women. So I feel like in this sense. If you're a decent guy, I hate to say this, but it's just the truth. If you're a decent guy and you're just fucking a chick and that's all that you guys are doing, I probably would still get her something. I just that's just how I am. But I think that that behavior is that I don't care for that because I'm if you're in a real relationship, like you should celebrate Valentine's Day. That's a fact. It shouldn't be like it shouldn't be like mothers like, you know, what we would deem as like Mother's Day, yeah, where it's yeah, like yeah. only for the the women. Valentine's Day is like a celebration of love. That's you know? true. So yeah. I don't know. I, I just don't so you know, I've I'm yeah, I'm from the cloth where like it should be like, you know, when like even when we th- talk about going out to eat, um, you're not necessarily like spending the money on you might be paying for it, mm-hmm. but you're also eating. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's supposed to just true. be like a an opportunity to like have a good dinner well, with your with your partner. That's true. But if you listen, <clears throat> if you're just fucking a chick and you guys are cool and cordial, I still feel like look, it's a token of appreciation. I appreciate this mm-hmm. pussy. So I'm gonna get that's you something. Wild. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate it. Right? Yeah. Out, of, out of all the people in the world you could be giving pussy to, you're giving it to me. She's probably still giving She's probably still giving the pussy away, too. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm yeah. probably the only nigga getting her some candy. <laughs> you probably are. You know? <laughs> That's crazy. And see, the, the issue with that is, is like, if if some, some men can be morally bankrupt, mm-hmm. where, like, they could be fucking a chick for a while or whatever. And me, I'm the type of dude that, like, even if I'm just... You, fo- can't, you can't do that, dog. What do you mean? Cause if you don't want to be in a real relationship with somebody, and yeah. you get them, and you show them t- that type of like, um, that woman is gonna they're uh, gonna interpret that. They're gonna interpret like, that. Oh, we're trying to we're trying move to build on. something. Yeah, exactly. We're trying to build. Good luck. Yeah, that yeah. sucks. It sucks that you got to go against your morals too. Because like, no matter what you say, like, hey, matter. I don't want to be in a relationship. I'm just getting out of a relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm working on myself. Whatever whatever scenario you put her in, yeah. If you show up with some chocolates or whatever and it's some blue chew, yeah. it's over. Yeah, because out of all the dudes she's fucking, you're the only one that made her feel special like that. Yeah, Damn. and she gonna tell all her friends. It's like I think he's the one. <laughs> 
Yeah. Out of the five I'm dealing with, I think <laughs> his dick ain't the best, but <laughs> he got me chocolates. <laughs> you said what? I said he got me chocolates. Yeah, that's crazy. He got the third best dick, but he, <laughs> he got, got the thing. he got the first best like, heart. He got bronze dick. <laughs> oh man, what's the third? What's the third place? Is bronze? Bronze. <laughs> Dang, nigga can't even get the silver medal. <laughs> he got silver dick, but like. <laughs> <laughs> it was copper last week. It was silver this time. That's comedy. He went from copper dick to silver dick when he got me the chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That'll be crazy. What if she was like, he got aluminum dick, but mm. like <laughs> he got silver dick now. He got ribbon dick. Like he didn't make the podium, but ribbon dick. <laughs> <laughs> he got participation trophy dick. <laughs> Oh man, that is crazy. Yeah, I'm just I just feel like me as a like I'm I don't want to say oh I'm a good guy, but yeah. I'm I'm a decent human being. So I'm the type of dude that even if I'm just messing around with the chick, if I found out she was like stranded somewhere, like fucked up, and <laughs> yeah. I and I it was within my reach to help her as a human being, I would help her. Yeah, not because I'm in love with her, but I just feel like a moral. How do I say this? I feel like as a human being. Like, if I'm dealing with some adult in a way, then I can help him out. Somebody mm. going to listen to this and be like, man, Eddie, this nigga Eddie is simp, bro. And mm. it's like, no, nah, I'm not a simp. But I'm, I'm just a guy that I'm a decent human being, I would say. Mm-hmm. So that's where the, the, the flowers are come from. But then the problem with that is you send the mixed signals. But Because I'm, I'm not a guy that wants to be cold, too. Like Valentine's Day, I don't even hit you up at all. Yeah. Right? But I'm not gonna text you like Happy Valentine's Day neither. Yeah, that's a that's a tricky situation. It, it can be tricky. People got to chime in. If y'all listening, chime in. What we're, what we're, type of scenarios have y'all been in where you not really in a relationship around? Yeah, Valentine's Day, but you still got some some some, some women or something you not. We down. need to cut the bullshit. <laughs> we got to create a Google number where people can leave us voicemails. That'd be dope. We have to do that. I think mm-hmm. that'd be really good for this podcast, especially mm-hmm. when people just want to. And it could be all anonymous. We don't need you to drop your name or anything. You just mm-hmm. leave a voicemail and we could answer. We might play it live. Joe Budden's thing, they, they have a thing where they write in, like they write in uh, like fan fan questions and stuff like that. Yeah, that's fine. But I'd rather, mm-hmm. I'd rather freaking. I'd rather, I mean, so what I'm saying is that. If they're going to call in, it's not like, all we're going to do is listen to it. We ain't got the capacity to listen to it on the podcast. Um, What do you mean? I'm saying if you're saying like people call in and ask like a No, question. not call in, leave a message. Yeah, leave it. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're calling mm-hmm. to leave a message. Mm-hmm. Um, But I'm saying it, it. we're not listening to it live. We're only going to listen to the, the audio message and then talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, we so could play, play it. It's like it's not like we could we can't play the question. Like we'd be like, hey, I'm such and such, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then we answer the question live. Yeah. Yeah. I think okay. that's that's fine. You know. Yeah. But yeah, but I, um we're getting kind of everywhere. But yeah, man, I think that we gotta we have to find a way for people to get in and, and ask the questions. And I haven't really set it up for people to ask stuff because I, I want people to really in, engage or interact with the content too. That'd mm-hmm. be really cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Valentine's Day. Let's not complicate it, man. If you got a lady, she's decent. She's a good person. Take her. Just do something special. That's why she's your girl, bro. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't shortchange your lady. Okay. But also, like women, you could do something for your man too. Yeah. It's not, yeah, but it's not nothing. You know, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but let's be real about that, though, Keith. And it's not. It's no slight to women, but I feel like when you think of this, this. <clears throat> 
holiday is more or less it's more or less surrounding women. But that I mean, generalizations are, are cool. But I'm saying like if you in in terms of like a guy, like if you like the type of woman you want to build like a lasting relationship with, mm-hmm. it should be some like a mutual like a mutual thing going on in terms of like like uh, Valentine's Day. And she don't even ha- it don't even have to be the same. Like you can pay for dinner or whatever, but she should do something for when you. When have like, you seen men walking around with teddy bears and chocolate, Keith? Um, I don't really see that. And th- there's a great disparity between both of them, which in turn, it's not a generalization. It's a reality. It's I'm not. Ta- <clears throat> I'm not talking about that. I know that that's what happens. I know mm-hmm. men generally get like their women stuff, but mm-hmm. I'm saying what it should look like and what a person should be looking for yeah. in terms of a of a partner. Like I've gotten stuff for Valentine's Day, which Aww. is like you know, which is cool. But Aww. I'm saying like it that that like we, we just because like there's like these norms where like guys are most of the time doing these things that got it that they're. they're that's just because, like, societal norms. Like, we yeah. can kind of curate um, how we want things to go. So I would say, like, guys, like, just tell your your partner, like, you want something. Like, yeah, well, there's there's some women that do step up. <clears throat> I was actually talking to a buddy of mine. I'm not going to put his name out there. But that 49er in uh, Dallas game, his wife bought the tickets. Yeah. That shit was expensive as a motherfucker, too. His yeah. wife bought the tickets and all kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, that's a hell of a gift. He's like, yeah. He said, that shit was expensive. She paid for everything. Yeah. So I think that's, that's dope. Steep. That's yeah. steep. The tickets was easily over $750, $800 a piece. Yeah. So for your wife to just fucking come out and do that, that's like some, that's some boss shit. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Imagine, imagine this, right? In the coming years, you know, you know, my fiance, girlfriend sees what I'm doing and all of a sudden I come in here and it's motherfucking three black magic cameras in here. Mm-hmm. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Ladies. I'm willing to fuck for a black magic camera. <laughs> this nigga's crazy. No, no. <laughs> I'll give you this black magic for a black magic camera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a couple three twenty eight to three hundred three thousand dollar cameras. Yeah. I seen uh I was listening to Joe Budden's podcast and uh they were having this conversation about like the like how people come to their podcast and mm-hmm. then they'll be like snooping around to seeing like like what kind of cameras is this? What kind of yeah. lenses are you using and stuff like that? Yeah. And I found it funny. You know, we have a Black Magic, which is it's not like it's a. This is like consumer level. It's like, a good camera. It's a decent camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the probably like the lowest tier of like the high tier. The D, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just funny to me because you know I'm like a, f- a filmmaker, so I you know I I know cameras and what what people use and like I'm I literally. Um, Yesterday, when we were watching Black Panther, I was like, dang, I wonder what camera they use to shoot Black Magic. I mean, the Black Panther. What lenses and stuff. So I looked it up. They use like Panavision Prime lenses and uh, the Ari Alexa, like four or five different cameras and stuff like that. Wow. But um, it was just funny to see like there are people that they're like that don't know nothing. Mm-hmm. So they go into like Joe Budden podcast, like, dang, how did they get their quality to look like that? Yeah, I think curiosity <laughs> is a good thing. I think you got to start somewhere. Yeah. But I think that, 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 your intention and curiosity should match. Mm-hmm. If you just have curiosity and no intention, then what's the point of you looking at Joe Budden's cameras? You're never going to fucking buy one. Nah, them is them. If you own Joe Budden's podcast, you're not that type of person. Well, no, I'm just saying in general. Just, just in general with people. Yeah. If you, if your curiosity and your intention don't meet. Yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. You have curiosity, but you have no intention. So mm-hmm. it's like. You don't have intention on doing anything. You're never going to get the camera anyways. Mm-hmm. Like when I want to know what Joe Budden has, 
I, and, and I look up how much that costs, I may not get that camera, but I might get a camera that's three or four levels under that. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and if it's somewhat comparable to that camera, I'm like, hey, dude, this is dope. Let, yeah. let me tell Keith. Yeah. I and think it, that's a problem we have Like when people come into our office. Mm, like, Damn, what kind of iMac you got? Right. But Joe Budden, he be having like like real millionaires on his podcast. Yeah. So they be like, you know, they just be curious. But I just, yeah. I just, my, my, my point was just like, it's just so, like, we won't have that problem, right? No. Because like, I really understand like cameras and stuff like that. But it's just funny that there's like this, these are like highly successful people, but they yeah. rappers. So they don't really know nothing yeah. about like, Cameras. Not to mention, if you ask Joe Budden about what they use exactly, he'll be like, well, you could talk to my producers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they could tell you about what they work on. I would, Yeah, I would be curious to know what their setup is like, because it's like, it's like a, the the thing that they were shooting Black, the Black Panther on, they shoot mm-hmm. on the, the Aria Lexus. Um, and then there's like the mini LF and all these different uh, versions of that camera. Mm-hmm. Um, those are like, Excuse me, like $120,000 camera packages. Right? Yeah, man. So I just, I know that Joe Budden is not shooting on a freaking four or five different $120,000 cameras. So it's just, it's just interesting. I, I, I imagine if anything, um, they have like these, uh, what they call the red Komodos. That's like the consumer level for like the red cameras. Yeah, the reds are fucking. Um, so they probably got you know, a few of those set up and, and yeah, 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 man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what's crazy too, man. It'll be a beautiful time when we could just show up. We could just show up and just fucking do our thing and leave. Yeah, and there's not, and we have a whole team of people that are just getting content cut up for us. Yeah, that that's is, a beautiful. That's going to be a beautiful day, just because um, we spend a lot of time like you know, setting up stuff and mm-hmm. like, you know, uploading the, the content and stuff like that. Um, but you know, I, I would love it where, you know, I just, I think about the way Charlemagne and Schultz mm-hmm. and stuff, they, they come in with the information, but you know, everybody is kind of like running. The yeah. It's like a working, it's mm-hmm. like an actual working team doing yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. which is dope, man. I think, um, I think too, when it comes to these microphones and all this shit, like, it's not always as technical as people make it. Yeah. Because you can still record. There was this one dude that was on TikTok, and he says, I'm going to show you all how to make a really decent TikTok. And he, he changed the exposure on his iPhone. Uh, his iPhone, uh, was it 14? Mm-hmm. He changed the exposure on it, turned around this way, and that shit looked fucking good. Some, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I, I, I want to get back into more like just content, like reels mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the, you just um, connect the thing to your phone. And then you can um, use your back camera and then use your uh, your MacBook as a monitor. And then you can set the MacBook right here and then use the, the back-facing uh, camera. And then you still have that crispy quality. Because, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. people use a front-facing camera and the uh-huh. quality just diminishes right off the bat. Yeah. But, you know, use that back camera, you still get that quality. That so the monitor will be like you looking at yourself. Mm-hmm. But just to make side. sure you're in frame. You're in frame, like but then the other side is coming at you and it just look crazy. It's mm-hmm. super clean. Mm-hmm. It's one thing. You know what? I'm just going to say it. Okay. I've been an Android guy for many years. <laughs> I was saying like, man, nigga, these iPhone people is annoying, blah, 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 blah. Because some of them are fucking annoying. Oh, yeah. But since I've had my iPhone, I've had it now a couple months now, like roughly around four and a half, five months. Nigga, this is way better than iPhone, better than Android. Really? It's way better than Android. In my opinion, it's better than Android just because of what I'm able to do in the messaging. I'm able to send bigger files. I got more storage. 
I got motherfucking the airdrop feature is dope as fuck. All kind of MP two three minute MP threes. Yeah, voice messages. Yeah, yeah, man, I could take a pic. I could take a video, literally with high quality four K, and send it in a fucking message mm-hmm. to Keith, mm-hmm. and he looks at it, and I think it's still in four K. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy. Yeah, you can't do that with iAndroid. Yep, that should have come out blurry as a motherfucker. And AirDrop is a game changer. It is. Yeah. Yeah. You got like a you say you say you go to the studio. Um, and you record like a song or something like that. The engineer could do a, do a rough mix on it, airdrop it to you, mm-hmm. and you walk out the studio and you playing it in your car on your way home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's so many things. We're kind of getting <clears throat> off topic here, but it's so many things for content creators to really like grasp. Yeah, that, that help with sounds. Like like we're talking and we have acoustic panels in here now. This this space is big enough to where that it could echo a lot without some form of sound treatment, right? So you, when you do a clap test. You know, it's it's a little small, little bit of reverb, mm-hmm. but it's not like like clack 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 clack. Now all these fucking panels are absorbing that, mm-hmm. and it makes the mic when we speak into the mic, it sounds way better. Yeah, it doesn't sound like we're talking in a hallway anymore. Yeah, because at first we'd be like, you know, it's crazy, Keith. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's crazy how people always be tripping. Yeah, I know that's right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. it don't sound like that no more. Yeah, we stepped it it's up. It's just straight, but yeah. Um, to make a long story short, in regards to this, um, Valentine's Day, man, have fun. Um, that's that's your wife, your lady, your fiance. Treat her good on that day. And I know we, we you know, Keith had a point where we shouldn't just make it that. But at the same time, we know what time it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> enjoy yourself. Have a happy Valentine's Day. We could have probably saved this topic for later, but at the same time, I didn't. I forgot where it lined up. I think we have one more podcast before Valentine's. Oh Day. yeah, you know yeah. it'll work out. But it ain't much to talk about, so this is you know mm-hmm. let's get over with. Switching gears, uh, former high school <clears throat> official accused of embezzling one point five million worth of chicken wings. Okay, when I first seen this story of the person stealing chicken wings, I said, "Please God, please don't let him be black, please." Especially during Black History Month. I'm like, please. And the lady was black. I was like, God damn it. Fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, the biggest stereotype during Black <laughs> History Month, man. You couldn't you yeah. couldn't spare us the bullshit, please. Yeah. All right. Former uh, former school official accused of embezzling 1.5 million worth of chicken wings. A former official in the school district in the Chicago suburb of Harvey is accused of a bizarre scheme involving more than 1 million worth of stolen chicken wings. CBS Chicago reports. Vera Liddell is a former director of food services at Harvey School District 152. Uh, And uh, the Cook County State's Attorney uh, Office alleges that Liddell launched an embezzlement scheme that resulted in the theft of wings that cost more than $1.5 million in taxpayer money. God damn. The alleged scheme began during the height of the COVID pandemic uh, when schools were closed on the state order and replaced by virtual learning, despite the fact that children were learning remotely, the school district was still providing meals for pickup, according to the state's yeah. attorney office. From July 20 until February 2022, Liddell placed hundreds of unauthorized orders of food items, including 11,000 cases of chicken wings, for which the district was billed more than $1.5 million. Um, through school district vendor Gordon Food Service, Prosecutor said the purchases were made separately from the legitimate orders made by the school district. Prosecutor said Gordon Food Service believed all of the purchases were authorized and billed 
the, the district for everything. Prosecutor said the district paid for paid the full bills, including the ones for the unauthorized purchases. But in in January 2022, the district business manager conducted a routine mid-year audit and discovered the food service department was more than three hundred thousand over its annual budget, with the school year only a uh, year only about half over. Prosecutor said, mm. this, "This is what I take from this. This was just sloppy. Okay, mm-hmm. I think that you could have literally made a lot of money, and 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 there's no right way to do the wrong thing. First of all, so let me say that. Mm-hmm. But." She was sloppy. And this is why she was super sloppy. I looked more into this story about this embezzlement of fucking 1.5 million in chicken wings. Turns out that's something that cannot even be ordered for the school district Mm -hmm. because it has bones and kids can't eat bones. They don't allow it. They don't allow it due to liability purposes. So she bought a bunch of items that the kids couldn't even eat. Mm -hmm. This is just ignorant. (laughs) All she had to do was get boneless wings and she would have got away with it. Literally. Yeah. And and the the thing that's crazy about it what I know for a fact is I bet you there's a bunch of local business owners like like you know like sports bars and shit like that and they were buying thousands of dollars in wings and she was selling them like she was probably selling them 250 pounds worth of wings for like $3500. But people do the most interesting illegal things. I think in 2023, I've probably seen some of the most interesting illegal I things. It's been worse shit. Yeah. I've I seen the guy. Did you see the guy that uh, he was posing as like a high school student? Uh-uh. What was this? He uh, he might have been in his 30s or something like that. This has happened he, more than once, though. Yeah. It was it was one that happened like a couple weeks ago, I believe. But Wow. Um, he was hooping. Like he was hooping, and he, the only reason he got caught is because I think somebody like played basketball with him when he was really in high school. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> so he didn't even move out the city. He, he stayed in the play, same city. Played in the same spit. Fucking idiot. Shaved his face, but no, it's just Sad. this is wild when you see these things that are like because you, you know when we think of crime, and obviously we're gonna talk about it later, like some real crime, like where people's really like you know losing their lives and stuff like that. But when we think about this in comparison to that, it just be like, yo, this is just stupid. Like, yeah, bro, why that this has happened before with the high school player? Except this one dude literally went back to high school, played basketball, and had a girlfriend. <laughs> no, he did. Swear to God, that nigga tried to fit. In. That nigga went back to play high school ball and got some high school pussy. This motherfucker's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga is so crazy oh my god yeah this is on the news too he got a girl and, and then here's the problem then that when they nigga found forgot it, he was 30 bro <laughs> then they found out his real age and shit and then the mom of the girl he was with was like you know what they have a good relationship he's a good man oh my god the, the mom was cool with him fucking like her 16 year old daughter bro not a dad would be punching his face and it, it ain't no dad in the house Damn, that's a, that's if I ever found a grown man, I don't have kids, obviously, but if I had a daughter and I found out a grown man is around my daughter, I don't care what he has to say. I'm putting hands on him. Yeah. It's like, look here, R. Kelly. Uh, nigga, you yeah. better get the fuck on out of here. I love your daughter, nigga. Yeah. I would never try to hog tie your daughter. <laughs> I would never try to hog tie. Why would I hog tie? I love her. Yo, what was hilarious is what DJ said that when he said that, he sounded like he was falling down a <laughs> long building like, what would I hold time? <laughs> <laughs> that shit was hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, man, this is fucked up. She was sloppy with it. Mm-hmm. She was sloppy. All she had to do was get different items and sell it, man. That's it. Yeah. And the thing about it, here's the problem, right? The problem is, like I mentioned, there's no right way to do the wrong thing, but there's a smarter way to do it. Okay, 
I'll be for, for complete transparency. I got away with stealing. Mm-hmm. I did it before. Okay. I'm not a thief. I would never do that now. Mm-hmm. But there was a time at a job I worked at. This is uh, the Statue of Limitations. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in 2000 and like 2007, six, seven. I, I worked there for two years. Mm-hmm. And I just, man, me and a couple of my friends, we just started stealing shit up out of there. Yeah. Stealing TVs and shit, selling them. Yeah. And it was ignorant. And we never got in trouble. And the reason why we stopped is because we all said, hey, this is enough. Mm-hmm. I th- we literally, and this is how you know stupid people from dumb people. First of all, we were young and we should have never been doing it. Mm-hmm. But we mutually said, yeah, dog, we've done enough. We need to stop. Yeah. And we never got in trouble for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Thank God. Oh, man. We talk about back in the day when <clears throat> HD TVs, when LCD, back in the day they had plasma TVs. Back in 2007, we were selling TVs for over 2000 a piece. Mm-hmm. Like we had TVs we sell for fifteen hundred. We had TVs we sell for thousand. No, for like twelve hundred. Mm-hmm. We had TVs we selling for like literally over two thousand dollars on the street. Mm-hmm. And we just we only sold them to certain people, and people was buying them, making good money. Yeah, man. I, let me put it to you this way, okay? There was a time I went. I was going to junior college at the time, and I was fucking flat broke, right? And I went to school with probably like maybe five or six dollars I had. I went to class. I barely had enough money to eat any lunch and shit. Mm-hmm. I went there that morning, broke as fuck. Then he really had no gas. And by the end of the day, I had over $6,000. <laughs> no bullshit. Yeah. I, I had my financial aid check that hit. And I had a little bit of weed that, some, that I got from some dude. And mm-hmm. I sold it. Selling the weed? Yeah, that was not a good time. The I, weed? Stay I, off the I never, weed. I never, I never made a big... I never did that shit. Not especially long term. Mm-hmm. It was just something I did, and I only did that shit once, mm-hmm. no, twice. But I got rid of that. <clears throat> that was only a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And then I had two TVs that we had sold. Mm-hmm. All that together was like I had like sixty two hundred dollars. Damn. And I was twenty twenty two. Nah, it's inflation back. That's probably worth like bro, I had, cool 10 right now. Bro, you know the first thing I did? And this is how you know I was, uh, I, I might have had CTE or something. The first thing I did, <laughs> the first thing I did when I had 6K is I went straight to the mall. I went. I worked in the mall already. Yeah, nigga moment. But yeah, that was a super nigga moment. <laughs> Shout out to Black History Month. <laughs> but I went in there and I, I got these uh, Air Maxes that I have not seen anywhere since I had them. Yeah. And I got, it was a Nike Air Max. I think the Nike Air Max Lite, I think they called them. Mm-hmm. Them was some of the dopest, they the dopest Air Max I've ever had. Was they blue? No, nah, they blue? weren't blue. Mm-hmm. They, 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 and you know what? I'm probably going to just, I'm going a, I'm to a cop them and- you know, we might have to use it as like the cover art, bro, for this podcast, bro. <laughs> I swear. They, they was the one of the dopest, like, like wild colorways. It was almost like Jamaican colors. Oh, okay. That shit was, it was some hot shoes, man. I got yeah. those, and I probably got like two other pairs of shoes. I got, I was wearing, wearing LRG back then, so I got yeah. me some LRG shirts. Yeah. You know, got me some pants and shit. I was dipped up. Yeah. You know, got me some, some fresh fitted hats. Yeah. And and I put uh I think I put some subs in my car. I had some subs. God, how much you spend? Uh, it wasn't nothing crazy. Probably like with all of the, all everything together back then. Probably like twelve hundred. God dang. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Me and your brother had some stupid moments, boy. Man, your brothers were. <laughs> your brothers is bad too. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he's still bad. We were, we were doing some shit we had no business doing. Yeah. And we both were young. We were both good kids, man. I know it sounds, I sound like a terrible person, but I'm the guy that was stealing and never got busted. Okay. Sometimes money just burn a hole through your pocket. Yeah. And, and the thing about it, too, is money go real fast when you're earning it the wrong way. Even when you run it, earning it the right way. I've seen a situation. <laughs> I was with uh, uh, me and this dude was working, and uh, we shot a music video. Mm-hmm. Um, so we filmed a music video. Uh, we got paid, you know, on on the day of, um, and we probably it it was like maybe like let's say five hundred dollars, and then we just busted it down the middle. Okay. Um, as soon as we left, we wrapped up, picked the lights up, all, the whole nine. Um, this dude that I was working with went to a weed shop. He went to a weed shop and probably spent about $120 um, within 30, 45 minutes of us rapping and getting the money in hand. Wow. So <laughs> I just be like some some people just have that that that. Uh, that mentality that like it's stupid yeah it's just like money is not it, it you, we just don't have the like the proper we don't put the proper value on it and you well know. but the thing about it too is when you don't have any type of financial responsibility and you're young you're first of all you're already doing the wrong thing right you're you're, you're either stealing or you're not earning the money honestly mm-hmm. and then now you're in a position where you don't have any real financial uh, literacy, because um, we all don't come from financially literate parents, so mm-hmm. we're basically the, our relationship with money is not as it should be. Yeah, and we just see people with nice shit. We see some of our favorite entertainers with nice shit on, and some of our homies with nice shit on, yeah. and we just we want that shit when we get the money, we want it. And I think it doesn't stop, Keith. I think once me and you come across a lot of money, millions of dollars, because I've already spoken this into existence. Mm-hmm. When we come across millions of dollars, we will have a nigga moment, but it will be on a higher level. And it won't be completely ignorant. It'll be like one purchase. Yeah. Like, Eddie, why did you buy a plane? You know? (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Like, Keith, why did you buy a... Why did you buy a vintage camera that we can't even use? <laughs> yeah, right. That camera's from 1920. Nigga shooting podcasts on film on Super 8s. Yeah, <laughs> the whole the whole podcast keeps doing this. He fucking fucking winding this shit up. That was comedy. Yeah, yeah. be like, oh man, this is the this is the best thing since the red camera, man. <laughs> like, how much was that camera, Keith? It was ninety thousand, but it was, it was like this nigga. It's the really same cool. camera Steven Spielberg used back in the day. That, 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 the camera run off gasoline and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, man. At th- those times, I, 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 I have regrets from a sense of like morality. I feel like that was a low, a very low. That was beneath my moral code to be stealing, mm-hmm. you know. But I learned from it. I genuinely learned from not getting in trouble. Yeah, I learned because there was a guy that I know that got arrested at the job for stealing. Mm-hmm. And then when he got arrested, I was like. I'm so glad that I stopped doing it. Yeah. And it was no, there was three guys at that job that got busted stealing. What happened? Like, did they get some real time or what? They didn't get time. They did get arrested, though. Mm-hmm. And that, they got a record for that. You get a legit record. Damn. That's, the shit we... Okay, look. I'll put it this way. There's petty theft, and it's what we was doing. Yeah. What we was doing was not petty theft. What they call it? Like, grand larceny or something? No, like not that? grand larceny. What does it's grand larceny a, mean? Grand theft is not... Uh, grand theft is not even considered, like... Um, grand theft... Grand theft is grand theft. People mm-hmm. think of grand theft, they think of grand theft auto. Those are two separate things. Mm-hmm. That's like <clears throat> one is still in car and one is still in just shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's the thing, man. You got 
thousands of dollars worth of stolen shit. That's different. I remember so theft. Grand larceny. Uh, it says in many U.S. states and formerly in Britain, theft of personal property having a value above a legal specified amount. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Great. Yeah. See me. Might have been some low key grand larceny. But what with me, my thing is, is I'm smart about it though. I'm not like a rapper where I'm giving dates and times. Yeah. I, I give it, make it very general. It has also been beyond the statute of limitations, and this company doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. It does, the, the company does not, literally, does not exist anymore. Yeah. But here's the problem. When you go saying names, there could be like, um, even if the company's not around, there could be a company that is, how do you say, uh, affiliate of that company. Mm-hmm. And imagine if that company, yeah. in the next coming years, they say, well, Eddie's, we listened to Eddie's podcast three years ago, and technically, due to this, this stipulation... And this company bought it out only six years ago, which means this is the current investigation. Yeah. You never know. You never know. You never know. Yeah. But you ain't getting your money back. That ain't happening. <laughs> that mug is long gone. Those TVs are gone. Those TVs in a landfill somewhere. Oh, no. Those TVs are some good TVs, man. People still using those? Oh, yeah. Some of my buddies still got theirs. Really? Oh, yeah. Dang. Yep. Still got the same TVs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> 1080p is 1080p. Hell, yeah. yeah. I sure did. Yep. Back in the day, those Sony Bravia TVs, uh-huh. great TVs. I don't get why people are spending all this money on TVs. The TVs that I was stealing t- <laughs> almost 10 years ago, just as good as, well, over 10 years ago now. Mm-hmm. The TVs I was stealing over 10 years ago, they're just as good as these ones now. Yeah, the quality hasn't went up. Not significant um, enough. It's only so many pixels. You know what I mean? The only reason... To really buy a new TV now is like size. Mm-hmm. If you want like a just a bigger bigger screen in your in mm-hmm. your crib, um, and then also just a smart TV, like just yeah. being able because we the one at our house like we you could go on there and you look at all the the apps yeah. directly in the TV, and that's just super convenient. Not yeah. having to have like a Roku remote and all this other stuff. Oh man! Before we move on, I gotta I gotta disclose this too. I just got so much stuff I want to say, <clears throat> bro. We was we was like there was a there was a warehouse division. That was um, a part of the main store, but it was off of it was off site, mm-hmm. and they was coming up crazy at that warehouse. People stealing. Oh over there? man, they were stealing big items, motherfucking refrigerators, washers, Ooh. dryers, compressors, big ass compressors, big old black uh, comp- air compressors. Crazy man, it was a crazy time. Yeah, that's uh man. I I could only imagine being an owner. I would yeah. play it so smooth. Like I would make it seem like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I would. What I would do is I would call the people stealing into my office, mm-hmm. and I would play it smooth. Like, hey man, I see you've been working really hard around here. Um, I'm see, I see you're taking things into your own hands, and I like that about you. I'm gonna give you a raise, and I'll have a surveillance, just monitoring every move. And then, like but, a week later, but I'm here's the it. issue with these companies: the, the, they set it up to where. They 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 know all the the numbers of the company, but the issue with them is they were not smarter than us. We knew every item going out that door and coming back. Mm-hmm. We knew every return that came in. We knew everything being bought by customers. We know which items were moving fast. We knew which items were moving slow. Mm-hmm. We we knew which things could be coming up missing and no one would find them. We knew the quantity of everything in the store. Mm-hmm. So when you got guys from the age of 19 to 22 that are smarter than the people that run the company, of course you can steal whatever you want. And no one got busted. Bruh, it's a, a except, play. Except oh. people outside of our department got busted because they was
was just reckless. But us, we was cool. Yeah. It's a play. I can't tell you on camera, but it's a play right now my boy was telling me about that he was telling me that I should do, and I was just like, I just, I can't do it. No. Nah. I can't get into no nonsense. Like, Not at this age. Yeah, I can't do no illegal. Like, it's like, it's like low-key illegal. It's more so like illegal if... Uh, I don't know. It's just it's kind of like the it's more like page? manipulation type stuff. Huh? Is that feet page like only feet? <laughs> nah, it ain't that. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga feet ugly. Oh, I'm <laughs> jacking off. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga feet so dry. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> oh, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Now you don't want to get involved in no illegal shit, man. Yeah, I'm Especially, too old for that. Yeah, you're too old for that. We got you. Got to fly straight. I was telling Keith before the podcast. I'm not trying to fight nobody. Not because I'm a punk. I got something to lose. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go find me. Uh, I'm gonna go get me a a, a, a mace. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't want any mace. I want the mace that shoots like out. Like the rapper. N- no, man. I-, I want the mace that sprays out. Not like like Harlem World. All right, man. You're pushing the key. <laughs> You're pushing it with these goddamn jokes. <laughs> it's the one that shoots out in the stream. It's mm-hmm. like one long stream of fucking spray. Yeah. So if I'm arguing with a guy, I think he's going to be aggressive. I'm just going to hit him with some spray and just go in my car and drive off. <laughs> I'm going to let him suffer, too. <laughs> you fucking coward. You sprayed me in the eyes. I'm like, yep, I did. You have like, a nice day, bro. I'm not getting my hands dirty. I'm not getting my hands dirty. <laughs> hey, you know, I thought about this, too. When I become very successful, I'm not. I'm going to hire three security. I'm going to have one woman and two men. And here's why. I'm going to hire a tough chick because if I got a woman that won't leave my house or she tries to assault me, I'm just going to call Big Deborah. Okay? Big Deborah. I'm not wasting time with you. Mm-hmm. She is going, and, and, and Deborah is going to be able, she's going to be a mixed martial artist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She's going to be a super tough chick, ex-athlete, maybe, uh, you know, ex-UFC type, type chick. And that's who I'm going to hire. More men need to hire female security guards. I'm telling you right now. That's the future. Because if I'm out in public and a woman starts popping off, hey, Deborah, you seen that? Boom. Putting hands on her. Put her down, dude. Yeah. I don't got to deal with that. You don't want to leave my house? You want to you wanna try to assault me? I'm not even going to get my male security involved. I'm going to get Deborah, and she's going to fucking squash you. Yeah. I think that's a moral thing, though. I don't know if, like, like, uh. If you got security guard and a woman is tripping, your security guard could definitely not put hands on her, not beat her up, but he could do his job. He could do his job, but it just looks better when a woman's doing it. Yeah. I think it's less suspecting when a woman is slamming the shit out of another <laughs> one. It's like, oh my gosh, she's fucking hurting me. The cops will be like, hey, well, you, you, hit, her, you hit him first. <laughs> but if a big dude is slamming, it just looks bad. Yeah. I, wanna, I, wanna, I don't want any bad press coming to my male security. Yeah. And then here's the thing. You get a tough chick. She could slam a dude. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, hey, Deborah, can you get him? Like the UFC fighter type. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. You know, if the average dude pop off the, the Holly Home, she'll beat their motherfucking ass. Mm-hmm. These are some tough chicks. These Clarissa ain't no, Shields. Yeah, Clarissa Shields will beat the shit out of a regular dude. Mm-hmm. These t- And they not as little as you think they are. These women be like 155, 160, mm-hmm. but they just be just just like thick. Yeah. Holly Holm. Middleweight and boxing type. Body types. Yeah, I be seeing dudes like it'd be a pop belly dude like Ronda Rousey's just fucking loser, man. She's just so lazy. Bro, mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey will beat the shit out of you, homie. Yeah. Big old gut. Big old gut. She'll sock you right in the gut and all that beer come out. 
<laughs> all that Taco Bell just fly out of <laughs> Taco you. Taco Bell. He's shitting and throwing up Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I fucking hate Ronda, man. She's such a whore, dude. Oh, man. Oh. She's just a whore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. All right. We went on a tangent. All right. Uh, switching gears. Um, California police kill a double, double amputee. Um, this is a terrible story. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, recently a double amputee was shot by the police, right? But there's more to this story that meets the eye. Um, recently, let me see here. All right. California police killed double amputee who was fleeing scared for his life. Um, Anthony Lowe, 36, was killed by officers in Huntington Park in the city of they Los Angeles. They threw that in there. What? scared for his life thing. Yeah, they scared, They threw that in. You got to watch the video. This is <laughs> a lot more nuanced than the fucking... This is a. You could tell when when a when an article is objective or not. Mm-hmm. It's like they're trying to it's tell you words. Yeah, they're trying to like they're trying to trigger your thought process. They want to tell you how to think, mm-hmm. folks. I don't care if you're liberal or conservative. Stop allowing these journalists to tell you how to think. Mm-hmm. CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, they all do the same thing. Mm-hmm. They use keywords and certain. But fuck all that. Anyways, <laughs> Anthony Lowe, 36, was killed by officers in Huntington Park, a city in Los Angeles County. Last Thursday, cell phone footage captured part of the incident, showing Lowe on a sidewalk next to his wheelchair, appearing to try to flee as two officers approached him with weapons drawn. More police cars arrived as the officers followed Lowe, who seemed to be limping away, but in the video did not capture the shooting. He wasn't limping away, dude. He didn't have any legs. He was on his fucking, not limping away. He was what on are you his, talking about? He was on his fucking nubs. <laughs> he was running literally on his nubs. He was a double amputee. Now, Lowe's family is calling for the officers to be terminated <laughs> and face murder charges. I'm heartbroken and filled with anger and rage. Tatiana Jackson, his younger sister, told The Guardian on Tuesday, I just can't understand why they would do that to someone in a wheelchair. I want somebody to explain to me what was the reason that you had to gun down a guy who has no legs. Lowe was the father of two and one of eight siblings uh, in a tight-knit family, and he had been struggling recently after he had both legs amputated, his family said. Um, The circumstances preceding the killing are unclear. The officials have faced scrutiny as the narrative has appeared to shift. The Huntington Park Police said in statement, the officers were responding to reports of a stabbing allegedly committed by someone in a wheelchair around 3.40 p.m. on Thursday, and that and that they encountered Lowe, who was in a wheelchair, and who they believe was a suspect. The department claimed that the officers attempted to tame him. Allegedly, he ignored commands and threatened to advance uh, or throw a knife at the officers. And this knife was fucking huge, you guys. This was a big-ass knife. Mm-hmm. It was not a regular little <coughs> pocket knife. This this was like a fucking steak knife. Mm-hmm. Like, not even a steak knife. It was like a butcher knife, man. A ninja. It was fucking... It was big. Mm-hmm. Uh, although... The limited witness footage did not capture this. The department further said that the officer deployed two separate tasers in an attempt to subdue the suspect. But when the tasers were ineffective, they shot him. He was pronounced dead at the scene. They literally shot this nigga with tasers and he did not go down. He was running away with a big ass knife. And I didn't see him do the motion of throwing it, but he was like moving with his nubs with that big knife. And I wish I I think there could have been more done by the police. They shot him with tasers, but I think that Mace would have helped. Mm-hmm. Like Mace, people need to understand Mace is like it's it's underrated. But if you hit somebody right with Mace, they they can't even be a threat anymore because they can't see. Mm-hmm. And it, it, this guy's a double amputee. What I don't want to do is just make him out to just be this complete victim. Because I'm sorry, man. I have to be blunt. Everybody is not worth marching over. 
This guy had literally. He couldn't even march for himself. Oh my God, Keith! Fuck, <laughs> that was so low, man. Golly, this dude is so crazy. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God! First, you know what? I can't talk because I said that. I said that that balloon was <laughs> the Chinese balloon was full of fortune cookies. <laughs> God damn! All right. Um, <laughs> all right, man. The LA Sheriff's Department. Which is investigating the killing said initial statement Lowe's attempt to throw the knife at the officer, but spoken later the uh, L.A. Times that Lowe did not throw the knife ultimately, but he had the motion multiple times over his head like he was going to throw the knife. The spokesperson also said that two officers officer fired roughly 10 rounds at Lowe, who was hit in the torso. The Huntington Park Department does not use body cameras. Wow. Why are they why are they got officers without body cameras, man? That's crazy. I mean, we've seen the footage. Like, yeah, we've seen it, though, but come on. The case comes amid national protests over police violence in the U.S. following the fatal beating of Tyree Nichols uh, in Memphis. That was oh, sick. That That's was so, so yeah. sick. I just had a, I was triggered hearing that. Man, that was so terrible. In Memphis, in Los Angeles, they have also been demonstrating uh, this month over a string of killings by the L.A. Police Department, including the tasing of Kenan Anderson, the cousin of Black Lives Matter uh, co-founder. In uh, quote, he was scared. Advocates in Lowe's family said that Huntington Park case illustrated how quickly police escalate situations and resort to lethal force. The video does not show any civilians near Lowe as he tries to hobble away, and he also appears to be at a safe distance from officers. I mean, I think here's what I think: two things are ultimately true. We cannot make this a one-sided narrative. I understand he was a double double amputee, but the police were standing at a safe distance for their safety. Also, the dude that knife was fucking big. Okay, that was, yeah. they shot this nigga twice with tasers, and he just kept running. Right? I'm not saying that gives them uh, the right to just shoot him up because it just looks so bad. And I think that uh, as the chief or or the superior of the police is probably like fuck. Why did you have to shoot this motherfucker? Why couldn't you just do something else? You know? Yeah. I, I think I think that I think that Mace, I think that you get this guy with Mace, because you mm-hmm. gotta you got a you got a thing full of tools. A motherfucker with a knife to me that's talking shit with a knife, it like just me in the world is not gonna be that big of a threat to me. I'm gonna say, hey, I'm just gonna get away from this guy. This guy's in his wheelchair. Worst mm-hmm. come to worst. I'm just going to kick him over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm going to kick him over and he'll have to get himself back up. Mm-hmm. You know, and you'll get out of there. Mm-hmm. But the way that knife look, if you throw that knife at somebody. Yeah, knife's is, knife throwing is a real thing. It That's is. That's why the lady backed up like that. Hell or, yeah. Was it a lady? Or, or it was a lady and it was a, uh, okay. like two other yeah, male officers. Make sure. But, but Nick, yeah, the lady kind of like was hell like, oh, yeah. yeah. You throw that fuck. You got to understand something. Um, those knives, you throw them, they stick in wood. I'm talking about they stick in wood two inches deep. Mm-hmm. So if that knife hits soft flesh, imagine what it's going to do. Yeah, we got some knives for for uh, for Christmas, and those things are like super sharp. Oh my bro. god! Yeah. yeah, they they slicing through like onions, potatoes. Yeah, 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 for sure. That'll definitely you know cut your organs open. Oh yeah, and you look at the 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 what do you say the when you make make the comparison between certain vegetables and human skin, human skin is way softer. Mm-hmm. Flesh is way softer. The only thing holding it together is our fucking bones. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not trying to say, "Oh my god, guy with with two amputated two amputated legs is such a threat." 
Mm-hmm. I just me personally, I think the mace is missing. I think you have to exhaust everything as an officer yeah. before you use lethal force, especially against somebody <laughs> that you can subdue. Mm-hmm. If it was me, I'm like, hey, everybody get back. And I'm gonna use my I'm gonna use my pepper spray, but I'm using I'm using a pepper spray. They got they got uh they got a couple different pepper sprays. They got the one that's the, the hand one, and they got a can. You seen mm-hmm. that can? The can is for protest. Oh, it's I don't a, know if I've seen a can. It's a canister. That mm. motherfucker spray out like water, like. God dang. Yeah, no. I used to have one when I was uh when I was bouncing. Oh really? Yeah, it was like the string one that you were talking about. Yeah, we we make mace like a woman thing, like you know women use. Nick, I think <clears throat> all of us men should have mace because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to fight nobody. If if I'm out in the public and dude's like, "What's up, then, homie? I don't give a fuck." Or he following me, I'm just gonna turn around, hit him in the eyes with mace, bam, and I'm leaving. Yeah, I'm not gonna waste my time with you, homie. If and even if he do like still run up on you, that's uh, that's based an opportunity to just like dip out the way and punch that nigga in the face. Oh yeah, yeah. You imagine how mad somebody be if you mace them and punch them. Yeah. And if and once I mace you, I'm gonna punch you real hard too. Mm-hmm. So now you're gonna be hurting and maced up. Mm-hmm. Like my head is swollen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's. I'm pretty sure some people that listen to this podcast to be like, man, Eddie, you a pussy. No, I'm not. I got something to lose. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to lose my freedom over a stranger. That's not happening. I, yeah, I got to want to fight now. No, I got look, dude, when you got something to lose, don't ever allow people. There was a dude that was talking about this subject matter and I'll make it real brief. But he said there I went out. I was I was somewhere with me and my homeboy. You know, my my homie is a pretty in shape dude. He's an ex athlete. Me, I work out. I train, you know, I, I fight. Uh, I, I train MMA. And there was some dude out there when I walked up, and he was, like, making fun of the clothes I had on. He was, like, saying, like, oh. No, he was making fun of how the dude uh, the dude had to pay for parking, but he said he didn't have change. He said, look at this guy. He's, he's got that car, but he doesn't have enough money to pay for it, this and that. And he's talking like that where the guy, he could, the guy could hear him, right? Mm-hmm. But he said he ignored it because he said if somebody's talking about you that you don't know that's making these statements about you, they act like they have nothing to lose, and those are the worst people to be around. So you need to protect yourself by not reacting to them. Mm-hmm. And it was the smartest thing I've heard on TikTok in a long time because it's true. If you walk up out of nowhere and you see like four dudes that are just making fun of you and they don't even know you, don't respond to them. Mm-hmm. Because they don't know. I can have a gun and blow all their heads off. Mm-hmm. But they don't care because in that moment, they willing to fight me over their own aggression. Why would I fight a motherfucker that's doing that? Mm-hmm. How about y'all talking about me? And then I'm like, come on, man. Like, I don't know y'all like that. Mm-hmm. What's up, then, nigga? What's up? What you want to do, homie? It's people that do that. And then at that moment, that's when I mace all of them. <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah. mace, I will mace all of them until I get them all in the eyes and then let them figure out how to get that, that spice out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not about to fight y'all, bro. I'm about to get right back in my truck or my car and go home. Yeah. Unscathed. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. I think there is. A group of people out there that's like they they almost like egging certain situations on because they know that um, they know that they ain't got nothing to lose. They know that they could sit around and talk about people. Uh, it's like the even like the bully at school, like just talking about everybody because they know that they ain't got nothing to lose. Like they know they got bad grades. Mm-hmm. They know they didn't make the basketball team. They know they didn't try out for the football team. They know they they don't got nothing to, going on after high school. And they just causing problems with people. Yeah. Yeah, those are the worst people to yeah, be around. They don't got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. 
They got there's some people that look at you and be like, I swear to God, if Keith say one thing, I'm gonna beat his ass. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem. The assumption that you're gonna whoop my ass is the first problem. Yeah. Just because I'm a peaceful, easygoing guy doesn't mean you can whoop my ass. It yeah. just means I'm a peaceful, easygoing guy. I'm a peacefully beat your ass, too. Do you know how many here's the thing that people really gotta be careful with? Because I know men like this. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many quiet, respectful Go to church on Sunday every day, <laughs> really quiet. Mm-hmm. Then be some of the most dangerous motherfuckers. Yeah. They be some of the most dangerous. It's somebody that you calling, what's up, pussy? Come on. Mm-hmm. This dude been doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu for 25 years. Yeah. He will snap your arm and put it in your asshole. Mm-hmm. Okay? You don't know who you're fucking with. That's why it's important to be humble. Have <laughs> some respect for strangers. Yeah. I don't give a fuck how big or small a man is. I respect him just because that's who I am. But also, this man could be very dangerous. Mm-hmm. At the top <clears throat> of the podcast, we gave a shout out to Baby Hope. Mm-hmm. That's a dangerous dude. Yeah. That's a little dude, but that dude is dangerous. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you look at his height and be like, man, fuck this nigga, man. <laughs> that nigga beat your that ass. That nigga will reach up and sock the shit out of your <laughs> ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I just seen this dude choke motherfuckers out multiple times. That's funny. Hey, man. Shout out. Hey, man. Make sure y'all check out Baby Hope, bro. Yeah. Just, just go to YouTube and look up Baby Hope, and you'll see videos of this dude just hurting people, just beating people up. Yeah. What are you looking it up or what? Yeah, I'm looking at it. These <laughs> fights right now. Oh, which one are you looking at? This, this one. Oh, is this one? That's probably more of the recent. He about to slam this dude. He got him over his head. Look at this shit. See what I'm saying? He done picked this nigga up above his head and slammed him on his neck. Yeah. Now he grounding and pounding the dude. Mm-hmm. The dude is trying to get trying to get ground control. He just socking him the whole time. That's what you up against. Yeah, that's what you up against, man. <laughs> you talking crazy. And, and you talking crazy to people, not knowing that this little nigga will beat your ass. And then the thing about it, it'll be some, it'll be some dude, some big old sloppy motherfucker, like mm-hmm. six five, three hundred something pounds. Like fuck you, dude. Shut <laughs> you, shut up, you little motherfucker. <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> and you get choked out and beat up, blood everywhere. You looking crazy now. <laughs> All you had to do is just be nice. Yeah. All you had to do is be nice, bro. That's why I be thinking about uh, Justin Cummings. Like Justin, maybe like five. He may be like five two, five three. Nah, he ain't that little. Justin's short. Yeah, I don't know about five three. How tall? How tall you think Pat is? Pat about f- Pat. Ooh, Pat about five four. Five four, roughly, right, right around there. Yeah, Pat, Pat's not very big. Talk, my feet twos. Now, and how? What? In, in height? What? Who's bigger than who? That's what I'm gonna see. I don't know. I no, you gotta, you gotta look you gotta it look up. Look at the pictures. <clears throat> yeah, man. That's another thing too. If you see a little dude and he ain't real big, and let's say he's skinny, and you like, man, shut up, nigga. That'll be the same dude that go right to his car and pull out an AR-15 on your ass. <laughs> nah, Justin might be like five three. Wow, really? Look at this picture. DJ's son is like four eleven. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow, he is. That camera looked big as fuck too. Yeah, that's the Ari camera that I was telling. Me wow. Yeah, but uh, he's a black belt, ain't but he? But I don't know if he's, he's a black, black belt. Bra- he's uh, he's in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, sure. he does jiu-jitsu. But that's what I was saying. Like, if yeah. you looked at him, you would just think he's just some short Asian dude that you could pick on. Yeah. <laughs> that, nigga be, that nigga get you on the ground, it's over. <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, he'll get you on the ground and start choking you out. <laughs> Punching all the fortune cookies out of you. <laughs> 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 Oh, that's that's got to be embarrassing too. We're too like I'm 37, bro. You know how embarrassing to be if I get in an altercation and somebody get the best of me because that's the reality of the world. Mm -hmm. Somebody gets the best of me, I'm getting beat up, and now I'm getting videotaped. This is the worst part too. (laughs) Somebody getting the best of you, you're getting beat up. You got a podcast, and everybody's like, "That's Eddie from the podcast getting beat up." (laughs) Now I got video circulating around on me like Charlemagne all over the fucking internet. Would you rather? Would you rather have it happen in real time or would you ha- rather happen like you get famous and then it circle back like years later? I'd rather not happen at all. Nigga, <laughs> shit. I like to keep my health. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, that is embarrassing. I've had situations where it could have got rowdy and I talked to the dude. I said, hey, bro, let's be clear. Uh, I don't got no beef with you, homie. I don't want no problems. Mm-hmm. But I didn't say it in a way to where he like, oh, yeah, you a bitch. I'm like, hey, homie. It ain't like that. I don't want no smoke. Nah, I got to no describe the situation. Huh? So you got to tell me the story. Like, what Like what was the scenario? You know, we're in a, in a club setting. Yeah. And and we're, like, outside. Mm-hmm. Something happened. He's like, hey, but what, what's that? What's that? Like, it wasn't like, he was almost coming at me as just like, yo, like, almost trying to press me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, I don't want no smoke on me. It ain't yeah. nothing like that. I don't know what's going on, but mm-hmm. ain't got nothing to do with me. We cool. Yeah. And we shook hands and dapped up, and we moved on. Because sometimes, of the way you got, sometimes you gotta like, if you know it could get ugly, mm-hmm. like on both ends, like it's gonna be like, like freaking, uh, like uh, what was that Rocky Six? Yeah, with Drago that, and man. like yeah, I'm, dude, we both swinging at each other and niggas falling. Yeah. It's like. Let's just not do this. No, <laughs> I came to the club to get some pussy. I'm not trying to fight to the death, nigga. Yeah. What the fuck is this going on? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm good. I didn't. Yeah. I, I came to go to. I came to meet some women. I, I didn't come to go to the Hunger Games. If I wanted to beat something up, I would have stayed at home and beat my meat. Right, yeah. right. I'd rather beat my meat at the house than be at the, <laughs> be at the club risking my life for some pussy. That's crazy. <laughs> it's not that serious. All you got to do is pull out your phone and be like, you know what? Lisa Ann. <laughs> Lisa Ann. <laughs> That's funny. Yo, shout out to Lisa Ann, man. She did a lot for the black community. <laughs> she did a lot for the black she community. Took a lot. She took a lot. For <laughs> the black. We got to celebrate her on Black History. She Mind. stood up for the black Americans, man. Nah, that's the new. That's the new. That's the new uh, list we got to do. Yo, that's all, all the top uh, porn stars that took black. The BBCs for yeah, the black culture. Yeah, bro. That's like she did Harriet Tubman of the porn. <laughs> game, she bro. not. She not. <laughs> <laughs> That's <was> crazy. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, the underground stroke road. That's, <laughs> you know, the Alexis Texas. She still she she would turn the world on his ear if she just did like she did an interracial for the culture this this year. Because you know she never did the she never did like an interracial scene before. I don't think that's true. She never done a, a scene with a black guy. Are you sure about that? Mm-hmm. I'm not like I'm about to look it up. No, that's a that's a thing. Really? Yeah. Lexus Texas never did a black guy before. No, I mean not on camera. She said. I think she says she did. That's crazy. My thing is like I'm a very casual porn watcher. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not into the culture of. Some people watch so much porn that they just know everything. They and know like, like the the stars. And I stuff. don't care. I, I I watch the amateur shit. Mm-hmm. Like like regular looking people. With the iPhones, yeah, mm-hmm. I bought some iPhone ten porn. <laughs> That's crazy. Like the chick that just got off of work at Applebee's or something. Yeah, 
You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do it. I need like I need camera angles. I need an over the shoulder shot. Wow. Yeah. High high production value. Yeah, I need the production value. It's too much, out. man. It's, it's it just makes you feel weird when you rubbing one out in 4K. <laughs> it's like this is too much production. <laughs> Maybe that's film school. Before film school, I probably didn't care. And after film school, I was like, eh, I don't know about that. I just don't like the dialogue in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> the writing's just so horrible. Yeah. The gotta, second act, I just don't get it. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, they definitely should have. They should have really improvised on that scene. <laughs> the cinematography is just. You uh, imagine this uh, nigga, the most bougie porn watcher? He'd probably be on page 9,000. <laughs> the arrow, he ain't got no more arrows to press. That's crazy. <laughs> I, w- I just think, I, and here's the thing. First of all, I don't think at this part, at this point, people should be ashamed of porn. I don't think. Here's the problem: porn is terrible when you have a porn addiction, mm-hmm. right? I've never had that. So when mm. I hear people talking about like we need to stop watching porn, blah blah blah, I'm thinking like, speak for yourself, nigga. <laughs> I've never had a problem where I needed to watch porn. I don't even watch porn that often. Mm-hmm. So I don't. It's not even an issue. I wonder what what is that? What is it? The addiction look like? Is it just like you got to wake up? Like, we seen it already on MTV. I can't stop. I'm addicted to porn. You seen it? I don't. I don't remember watching that episode. Yeah, I seen it. But it, what? It, what was his day like? Like what? This nigga was beating his meat all day. Nah. This nigga was jacking off like six times a day. God dang. Like how can you even like? How can you have the like the energy to live life? Yeah. That's like, time consuming. This nigga just ain't got no nut left in his body. Yeah. You know? That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, mm. but the dude, it was called uh, True True Life. Yeah, I remember those. True Life. I'm addicted to porn, and the dude was like, he said, he said he had like a uh, he, had, he it was like a meme before memes were a thing. This came out in like 2004 or five. Mm-hmm. I'm addicted to porn, and he's like, so what are you gonna do? He's like, I'm about to go jack, bro. He said that. Yeah, he said I got. I'm about to go jack. No. He just being around. Why, why did he short? Like, why did he abbreviate it? I guess he's trying to make Jack and about off to cool. go Jack, bro. <laughs> like, this is the podcast, and for for content purposes, I may say things like that and, and and laugh, but I would never advise strangers or just people like, "Hey, let me hit you back, man. I'm about to go Jack off." I would never yeah. tell nobody that. That's a wild That's thing. A wild. I thing. would be lying. Like, oh, I'm kind of hungry, bro. I'm about to go make me a hamburger. Meanwhile. <laughs> Let the burger come after. <laughs> so after a I'm good, be hungry. <laughs> you, could be, you, you need be after, hungry after that. I'm after that jack. I'm gonna go get some jack in a box. Yeah. You gotta feed. You gotta feed the beast after a good jacking. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go, jack. Bro. That's one thing about sexual relations or just a good jack, man. You gotta get a good meal after that. Yeah, you got to. That's because and you'll be hungry. You're like, oh my god, you're eating so much. Like you depleted all of my nutrients. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? And you can't do it before because it's just like, you know. You're not trying to get a bloated jack. Yeah, you don't want a bloated jack. Got it. You got to be, you know, mm-hmm. got to be, uh, got to have your jack, mind right. bro. <laughs> about you to go a- jack, bro. It's a wild sentence. Yeah, about to go jack. <laughs> right. Even to say that, like, to your friends, like, hey, what you got going on after school? I'm about to go jack, bro. Yeah, I know. That's that's too much. Mm-hmm. That's too much. Hold on. Let me see something real quick. Okay, let's see here. Uh, what are you looking for? Oh, we're about to transition. I just oh, had okay. to get the get the right stuff up. Mm-hmm. That's all. All right, switching gears. Uh, Killing County documentary. This this is a documentary. Unfortunately, for those that 
that listen to there's a lot of people from different states that listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. We are actually from the city and state that this podcast from Colin Kaepernick is about. Yeah, round we, of applause we, for we, that. This is not the right, this is not the good publicity that we would like, but mm-hmm. yeah, we are from Bakersfield, California. Hey, it was one one of those girls on there got a she got the uh she got a BB uh BB She definitely have a BBL. The yeah, one with all black on. Yeah. She got some of that money. She took she that, got that BBL. She took that money and got a BBL. Yeah, she totally did. Dang. It's unfortunate. Cuz when it's funny cuz when she's sitting down and and you it can't see ain't it. no telling. Yeah, ain't no telling the timeline and stuff and I don't want to say, you know, how it played out. But yeah. when she's sitting down, it, she just looked regular. And then mm-hmm. it was a certain scene. I was like, she filling out her, she filling out and those the, jeans. And the pants. Usually BBLs be big from the side and the back. Yeah. He's just like, whoa, I seen a BBL today and I was just, my heart was crushed. Why? Why you say that? Because it just is such a bad BBL. Ugh. Yeah, I was like, ladies, you got to cut this shit out. Yeah. You got to stop. Like, you got to stop. Sad part about it, I, I'll say this before we get into it, and this, this is just off the record. A lot of you guys, at least 75% or more of women that get these surgeries, you never fucking needed it. You never needed it. You just are on the internet too much comparing yourself to other women. You never needed it. A lot of y'all be having nice bodies. You got a nice ass. And even if you ain't got no ass, who cares? Who cares? You don't, you not having that much booty is okay. Like, it is perfectly fine. And that sounds like the political correct thing to say. But I'd rather mess with a chick that don't got that much booty over a chick that got a big old fake crazy lopsided ass yeah you know what you're wearing now you know what you're wearing you're wearing your insecurities now your insecurity is stuck on you for the rest of your life that soggy bbl you got back there is just showing you it's just showing the world that hey i was so uncomfortable with myself that i went out and put this big fake butt on me because of what i seen on the internet and 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 a bbl is a very hard thing to pull off i've seen some women pull it off but they had good surgeons, the good surgery, surgeons and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Did you know that when women get BBLs, they got to go back sometimes two or three times? Mm-hmm. They got to do like three different surgeries for that. Mm-hmm. And it's also a danger surgery because there's, there's main like veins and arteries back there. You could get infections, all kinds of shit. Yeah. They're that's risking, crazy. Women are risking their lives to put these fucked up booty sacks on there. I was watching uh, the movie Scarface mm-hmm. and. Um, it's interesting because in that movie, the obviously they're like in Miami and stuff like that. But it's honestly like flat booty white girls walking around in bikinis, mm-hmm. and they like, like own them. Like, hey, mommy, come over here, come over here, mommy. What's your name? You know, like they like really flirting with them, and they just yeah. like regular, yeah. regular, regular body types. But now, if they made Scarface in twenty twenty three, it'd they be BBLs everywhere. Hey, mommy, mommy with the flat ass. Come over here, baby. <laughs> I sell a lot of cocaine, baby. Come over here. Come over here. Sit on my lap. I know you keep sliding off because you ain't got no ass. But like, come over here and let me show you what I'm talking about. I came from Cuba two days ago. From Cuba. <laughs> Cuba is like motherfucking. Cuba ain't even that far from Miami, though. Mm-hmm. That shit is like, I think it was like 400 some miles away. Mm-hmm. Wasn't even that far. Yeah, they came over on boats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, I think we talked about this recently. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Hulu docuseries, um, Killing County, examines police violence in Kern County. A documentary series airing Thursday night on Hulu um, uh, takes a closer look into several con- controversial deaths, including Kern County law enforcement, Killing County, which is which has ex-NFL player Colin Kaepernick as ex- executive producer, features in interviews with family of uh, George Ramirez, a family informant fatally shot by officers on, outside of four Sheridan's 
uh, Point Sheridan on California Avenue in 2013 after leading police into a location of a parolee. A synopsis on Hulu says, in Bakersfield, deep in California's heartland, things are not always as they seem. A deadly hotel shooting makes the Ramirez family question everything they know about their own town, despite to find out what really happened to their loved one. They soon learn that they are not alone in their tragedy and fight for the truth. It's a story of twist, turns, corruption, and cover-up. Uh, who, do, who do you turn to when the ones are supposed to serve and protect you are the uh, are the ones you can't trust. Yeah. Okay, let me tell you something about this documentary. This documentary was not some cuz this is what people if you if you're a police supporting person, that's fine to support the police. But part of supporting the police is accountability. Right? When you see a police department doing evil fucked up criminal shit, you don't say, "Oh, it's Colin Kaepernick just making up narratives." This is all true. All of it is true. You need to watch the documentary before you frame form an opinion about anything. Just shut the fuck up, watch the documentary, and you will see the amount of corruption that exists in this city with Bakersfield Police Department. You will see it. It is fucking disgusting. And it's criminal, and these officers need to be locked up, especially that fucking Mac Wimbish. Mac Wimbish, that motherfucker is involved in two different shootings. You got some rogue, you have some rogue cops out here. And let's say this. Let's say this. Eddie, why are you talking bad about the police? I'm not talking bad about the police. What I'm pointing out is the police that are fucking up. And let's be clear. The one bad apple theory is bullshit. Here's why. I'm not here to say that most cops are bad or good. But what I can tell you is they are 100% human. And where there is human error, there is corruption. The re- okay? the- to, sorry to cut you up, but the reason the bad apple, the cliche doesn't work is because it's a system. 100%. And the system is like designed so that no one gets in trouble. You yeah. Know? None, of these, none of these police officers have been convicted of anything. Nope. There's been a few leave of absences, and that's for a decade, mm-hmm. or, you know, since 2016 or whenever they 15. started. Yeah, 2015 when they started documenting this stuff. Yeah. And I'll, t- I'll say this right here. Um, the idea of the the few bad apples thing is bullshit because first of all, this is where it falls flat on its face. When you're dealing with the public, you can't have any bad apples. This is not McDonald's where you burn a batch of fries and just make a new batch. You're dealing with human lives and the mistakes and the shit that you do will affect people for the rest of their fucking lives. Not to mention, there's a lot of different lewd behavior and bad activity. We just seen a cop that, a couple weeks ago that was sucking off a bunch of cops at the department. There's a bunch of cops fucking up all over America. And in Bakersfield, is one of the fucking worst. I don't want to hear any apologists. I don't want to hear anything about, oh, God, they're just trying to make the BPD look bad. I got teammates that I used to play football with that are cops. Great guys. But that don't mean that their buddies ain't fucking up. I've had situations where I've been stopped so many times for no reason. For no reason. Because... There, and there's been a lot of um, civil rights violations out here in Bakersfield. They were leading in civil rights violations, mm-hmm. which is also a problem. Mm-hmm. Me and Keith have been out and got stopped for no fucking reason. Yeah. Me and Keith just going down the street, minding our business. Trying to get a workout in or Yeah, the like cop that. literally pulled from behind one dude who was a Mexican dude, pulled from the behind dude him. Was already pulled, he was already pulling over somebody else. Yeah. He stopped. He just looked in there, seen two black guys, came around and pulled us over for no reason. 
And First then, thing he said, what did he say? He's like, where are you going? He didn't even tell us why he pulled us over. No, I think the first thing he said was probation or parole. Yeah, that's what they ask you. When you're black, they, out here in Bakersfield, they don't say, hey, uh, uh, where's your license and registration? You know, shit, did you supposed to ask? <laughs> and then also just asking, you know, basically saying, I pulled you over for this. The motherfucker just pulled us over for no reason. Oh, let me see your license. Mm-hmm. All right, you're good to go. And here's the thing. That was what, that's when I had the the the, the freaking Malibu. So that was like 2014. Mm-hmm. Police back then was still wilding. Because it wasn't enough cases of body cameras wasn't a thing yet. And in the 90s, it was way off the chain. The police could pull you over and do all kinds of shit. My dad was violated by the police multiple times. That's what my father always told me. When the police pull you over, you will not win. Say yes, sir, no, sir. Be respectful to them. Mm -hmm. Because they will look for any reason to get you out the car and whoop your ass. My dad actually got off with slamming a cop on his neck. There was a time when my sister was like three years old. And and an issue separately from my aunt, my aunt dates a bunch of toxic ass motherfuckers, and like one of still? the th- huh still this is back in the day. My sister was like three; I wasn't even around yet. Yeah, but she still does. She's an idiot, anyway. <laughs> but my aunt was dating this dude. I guess the dude put his hands on my aunt, yeah. and my dad went there, uh, chased the dude down, and slammed him. Cop comes over there and just gets immediately gets aggressive with my dad, and it's because my stupid ass aunt was like. Basically saying that my dad was in the wrong. Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening is the dude tries to get physical with my dad, starts hitting him, he tells him to stop. And my and uh my dad had just they had just put manure in the yard. And my dad grabbed the cop and picked him up over his head and slammed him in the manure on his neck. Police came and didn't do shit to my dad. I don't know what happened with that cop or what kind of shit he was in. They probably didn't like that cop. But in the eighties and nineteen eighty eighty-four ish, eighty-five. For a black man to get away with slamming a cop and fucking shit. In Bakersfield? In Bakersfield? I don't know what that cop was guilty of, but they let my dad off with no arrest, no nothing. Yeah, they must have. he must have had that one coming. He, he must have had that one coming. Mm-hmm. And he probably was fucking with black dudes. Because the thing about it, too, people always want to say, why is it that black people always have these things to say about officers? And they're always talking about race. Well, let me tell you something. What I'm not going to do is get mad at white people because they can't they can't quantify my experience. They don't see the world through my eyes. But what I'm not going to let you do is invalidate me. Mm-hmm. OK, I'm not a motherfucker out here screaming racism all every five minutes. That ain't my thing. But let me be clear. I've had a lot of racial encounters with cops in Bakersfield. Some racist shit. I was in a lineup of 30 black guys on the side of a street over there off of. What's the name of the street? What's the name of the street? It's right off of it's right off of Newstein and uh, Taylor. Mm-hmm. It's Taylor Street, which wasn't <clears throat> the greatest street back then. But I had a buddy that lived off Taylor. It was me. It was my homie Levante and Nick Stowe. Nick Stowe is a really cool guy. Really smart dude. No disrespect, Nick. Kind of nerdy. Just an easy guy. Wears glasses. The whole stick. Right. Mm-hmm. Me, Nick, and fucking Levante are coming down from my homie, uh, uh, the Meech, coming out of Meech's house. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about we're way away from all the ruckus going down the street. All of a sudden, we hear somebody yelling, hey, come here. Come here now. Hey, come here now. And he's yelling. He's just yelling, right? And I remember that night, I remember what I had on. Because back then, the tall tees was in. I had a big, long T-shirt. I had a silver chain on, and I had a hat on. And, we, and I had the shirt had like a doughboy on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't tell me why I was wearing that bullshit. Mm-hmm. But anyways, 
we're going to car to leave and then the cop starts jogging down the street towards us and we're like what and he's like come here now fucking come here now he's cussing us out he gets behind us right and he's walking us over there and i try to say what's going on and he didn't i'm not saying he had his gun on us because i don't think he did i'm not going to make up some story but he looked like he would have pulled that motherfucker so he sits us down we're sitting down there and there's literally at least 30 black guys from the age of about 21 to about 23 we're all pretty young None of us look alike. None of us, which proved this is racist because you're just picking any black guy that's in the area, mm -hmm. right? And then the actual victim of the crime, it was a break-in. Um, her brother came out, and he didn't know what was going on. He's like, what the fuck is going on? What, what, who did what to my sister? And he's a concerned brother after his sister has been victimized. Mm -hmm. They take him. The police grab the brother, who is just a concerned citizen. Mm -hmm. They grab him and slam him against the fucking wall. Boom. And you know how on those apartment walls, there's like a, it's not like plaster, but it's like oh, this crumbly. Yeah. It's kind of like, it, it's like if you ran your hands across, you scratch it. You scratch it off. They hit him so hard on it that a piece of it came off and it was crumbles everywhere. And then one of them choked him, got him down, arrested him for no fucking reason. And right when that happened, I looked at Levante and I said, hey, don't say shit. Just, just be cool. Don't say nothing. Mm-hmm. One of the cop walks up. They walk up to me. This I swear to God, my right hand on my father's grave. My right hand. He walks up to me, and I was pretty big. I was probably then about 275, 280. No, I was probably like 265, but I was still lifting weights. I was pretty big. He's like, so what's up, man? You play football? I was like, not anymore, but I play for BHS. He's like, oh, so you're a big motherfucker, huh? You're a big motherfucker. That's what he told me, and I was just like, what? Levante ran track at Highland. He's like, oh, so you're a fast motherfucker, huh? You're a fast motherfucker. That's what the cop said to us. Mm -hmm. Swear to God. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? This is some sick shit. Mm -hmm. Then some younger girl was there, and they was having conversations about how nasty that girl was like, yeah, she's a little slut. She's a little whore. She's nasty. That's Everybody, what the police was I swear to God, on my life, on my father's grave, these disgusting, racist, nasty fucking cops were talking about how a teenager was a slut and how she was nasty, and you got 30 black men on a fucking curb talking to us like this it was the most vile just it was disgusting and then he finally gave us back our id he said all right you guys are good to go you get out of here right so we left and that day and i remember nick was crying that day when i went home bro that just told me what kind of shit i was up against and that wasn't the last time like i got stopped so many times one time that really stuck out to me too it was me and my homies we was going to some some uh, house parties this is back before we were 21 years old and uh, a cop stopped us, and my homie had a red shirt on. And I think he was the only one with a red shirt. And he's like, what the, what the fuck are you guys doing out here? And mind you, this is new development in Bakersfield. My homie, who was African, his family made good money, and they lived in this brand-new development. He said, I live out here. He's like, are you sure? What the fuck are you guys doing out here? What are you doing in this neighborhood? And he was like, I live down the street. I live right there. The cop was insinuating, why are you three niggers doing in this neighborhood with a red shirt on? Mm-hmm. It was the most disgusting shit that I've dealt with as a young black man in this city. I've also had times where it wasn't anything racial and I had to apologize to the cop. This is how I know I'm an objective person. I got pulled over and he said, your lights out, this and that. And I was just like, oh, when you get fucked with by the police so much, you just get exhausted. So the cop gets in his car and he's like, oh, whatever, man. So he leaves. I go back and check my light and it's really out. And I said, excuse me, officer, I want to apologize. You was just doing your job. 
So I'm a guy who has been through a bunch of racially fucking charged, draining nonsense for most of his life out here in Bakersfield. And I'm also a guy that knows cops that are just doing their job. Mm -hmm. You know what? Actually, another one that was disgusting, I mentioned on the podcast too. I was coming down California Avenue. I was crossing Union. I was headed west on California. The cop was driving down Union. He was headed north on Union. He did an illegal U-turn to come around and pull me over in the Food Max parking lot. And he pulled me over and says, "Um, so... um, are you on probation or, or parole? And I was like, no. And then he said, why don't you have rims on your car? He asked me, why didn't I have rims on my car? And I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, why don't you have, I said, dude, I don't got no money. This is before I was trucking. This is like 2013. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't, I don't really got money like that, bro. I just got just this regular stuff. And he took my license. He said, all right, man. All right, I guess you're good to go, man. Mm-hmm. The cop pulled me over, did not give me a reason why, asked me if I was on probation or parole. I just want you guys, before you invalidate black people that have claims, talk to your friends that happen to be black or talk to somebody that literally has a history of being fucked with by the cops. Better yet, any woman that is non-black who dates a black man will tell you how many times they've been stopped by the police for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. I got stopped. It was a chick I was dating. She was Mexican. I got stopped by the police, and she was like, "What happened? Why did he stop us?" She mm-hmm. was just so clueless. She was so oblivious to it. But I was used to it. Mm-hmm. It's it's sick, man. I know I went on a tangent, but it, it it's really triggering when it's happened enough, man. It's triggering. Mm-hmm. I think the um the beautiful thing about this documentary is that there's no black people in it. Not really. No, there's not, huh? Not the, none of the people that got killed were black. Only the cop is in there, the one that's doing like the commentary. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that 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 to me is is uh is powerful because one, everybody thinks Colin Kaepernick is just like this race anti white you know person, but it's I think from the beginning it's always been about the justice system, right? Yeah. And how he didn't. He just didn't appreciate how uh, police officers uh, handled, you know, just citizens and, you know, the, the society. And also, I think that there's this uh, there is a there's idea that happens, especially in Bakersfield. There's a separation, right, that there's some Mexican people out here that think like they don't live under the same circumstances like Oh, dang, that's sad what happened to George Floyd, but not knowing they have like situations that they go through that that are similar, you know. So it's just I, I don't know. I, I just get this from having conversations with, with Mexican people. Sometimes they they often feel like there's like, you know, dang, like this. I'm praying for your people, bro. But it's like, no, like we all, this is a, this is a problem. This is a police versus society thing or police versus civilians thing. This is not a black and white thing, a black Mm -mm. and whatever thing. Mm -mm. So that's, I think that is kind of a, uh, like one of the messages that gets like shown in this documentary. And Mm -hmm. obviously Colin Kaepernick is a person that he got the Afro and, you know, he's, he's obviously, um, you know, uh, very influential in, in, in black, uh, in the black community but I think the way he put this thing together by showing like it's like three or four Mexican families and then one white family and officers um, police officers 
yeah, and having, journalist. Yeah, exactly. So that that that's another aspect of it. But I just think when you the way that they um the way that they painted Bakersfield was like very is like it's just real, right? You know, the way that they set it up. Like, you know, this is a a, a very diverse city. Um they had uh, yeah, they had it's, but it's also a people that is like the people move from um, from the Dust Bowl and all that stuff, and, and they moved out here. It's like the one of the only towns that mm-hmm. still has that that kind of yeah, that kind of like more uh, West country, Texas. more yeah. West Texas than West Hollywood is, I think, what they said. Exactly. That's true. Yeah, that's big industry oil. Yeah, so it's kind of like a a big city with a small town vibe. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of how they describe it, and that's like that's real and. When they get down to it, um, it's crazy because James, who we were talking about James on the De- podcast, James Delarosa. Yeah, we. Uh, that's a person that um, we. <laughs> I didn't know he was going to be mentioned in the documentary, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, that's a situation. Literally happened off the one, you know, off the one seventy eight mm-hmm. over there. And I, I, I don't remember how I knew him. I think I knew him just like in right. passing from like going to parties and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And just seeing him around, and I, I do remember that that situation. And when you see, when you know these people, and the and the guy Davis Silva, he just has a familiar face. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I like I, I might have seen him around in, in some capacity, on a bus or something like that. Yeah, you just ne- you just never know. But um, when you when you start, I think the thing that that I got from it is like these are real human beings. These are people in our city. These people have families, we their know. brothers, their sons, their dads, and all these different white, things. White, Mexican, yeah, all these people. All, all, all different uh, races. And that's the thing that, like, because I know for me, like, our office is downtown. So Walking when they're distance. doing when they're doing these protests, sometimes, like, I, I, you know, if I'm here late, I hear some mm-hmm. of it. You know, I see the people standing out there. And I don't really know what's going on. I'm just kind of like... In my own world, but I think that like this documentary um, allowed me not that I didn't have like empathy for these people, but it it just allowed me to have like you know more of a heart for what these family go these family members go through because I think a lot of times like we be so caught up in our own world, we be so caught up in podcasting and you know chilling with our own families and and working and all these different things that we don't really. Like we don't really we don't always know the ins and outs. And especially when when people die, like my cousin, my cousin got murdered. Right. And when the article comes out, it says Tramel shot well, blah, 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 gets, you know, shot. If you got any details, call the six, six, one, three, three, whatever number, the Bakersfield hotline or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. That's all the information that we get. And that's what happened when these when these people die yeah when the police shoot somebody it's like for months weeks there is just there was an officer that got grazed or officer uh you know shootout or whatever the case may be if you got any more information about this situation call this number and that it's like a paragraph it's a lopsided energy when when an officer first of all when an officer is affected by something if the officer is innocent just trying to do his job my empathy does go out to that officer. Mm-hmm. But my issue comes, why isn't that same thing granted to the people that they shoot? 
Mm-hmm. Why isn't the one the 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 one bad apple theory uh, narrative real with people? Yeah, you know, and it just the thing that's crazy to me too is it's it's strange too. I want to jump over jump around, but I knew James De La Rosa. I'm not saying we were best friends, but I knew him very well based on the fact that we would always go to the gym. We went back in the day. Body Exchange was off of Oswell. Um, and the new one's kind of off of Oswell too, but it's kind of closer to Walmart now. Mm-hmm. But back then it was over off of Oswell and further towards the 178. And uh, I seen I seen uh, uh, James De La Rosa go from like over like 400 pounds or around 400 pounds to getting smaller than me. And he was determined. He would go to the gym sometimes two times a day. We would have conversations long after our workouts. And to have a conversation with him and – Talk to him all those times and look at how hard he was working. And then you see him shot on the news. It's like, what the fuck happened? That that was a trippy part because that he said they said exactly what you said on the podcast. He lost a lot of weight. Yeah. And they were like, he he would never carry a weapon, none of that. They mm-hmm. were saying if he reached for his pants, which he, he actually they were saying when he came out of the car, he was waving his hands. He said it was because his clothes was too big. And yeah. he was probably, you know, Holding trying him up. to pull his pants up. Yeah. yeah. But I think when they talk about, this is what I don't like, is when something happens and the police shoot somebody, they invalidate him like, well, he wrecked. What was he doing wrecking? And he wasn't a nice person. It's like, what you have to understand is this. It is a real thing when the police are behind you. First of all, let's be clear. He was driving fast, got off the freeway. I don't know what was going on in his mind. Sometimes people fucking get scared and they behave erratically because mm-hmm. the police are behind them. Right. I think he, I think he crashed prior to the police. He, he did crash prior. Yeah. He was just, he was drunk. I guess that was the, oh. the thing. Yeah. I think he, he was driving drunk and he crashed into the thing. Mm-hmm. And then that's when the police showed yeah. up Yeah. afterwards. But the thing about it is the police, like, I think that there are some, I really believe this. Have you ever listened to like a gangbanger, like a person that's a crip or blood, and they constantly like glamorize the dumb shit they do? Yeah. Like, yeah, cuz, we seen homie off of 34th Street, and we pulled up on it like, what's up, cuz? You know, you ever heard them tell these stories? Mm-hmm. Gangbangers be telling stories like about bullshit, like it really matters? Mm-hmm. I think cops sometimes do the same thing. Yeah. They said, did you see what the dude said? The dude said something about, uh, he, he said like, uh, oops, or something. What did he say? He said something. I think he tickled his feet or something tickle, like tickle. that. Mm-hmm. Tickle, tickle. And then it came out later that he was doing this. You got to understand that a cop is a regular person. And with human error comes, it's not even human error. Anybody that is human is capable of the unthinkable. So we have to stop trying to soften the blow on these officers. There are some officers that go to work like, dang, I hope I could kill somebody today. I went to, I heard something on the Joe Rogan podcast that made me just like think differently of uh, uh, Ronnie, Ronnie Coleman, the ex-bodybuilder, mm-hmm. right? He was on there, and when he was a police officer, he said, I love my job. He's like, you know, I didn't really get to beat nobody up. I wish I could have beat somebody up. And I'm thinking like, I know that you're saying that maybe in a, I guess in a satirical way, but I think he meant it. Yeah, for sure. Mind you, this is a bodybuilder on a police force pumped up full of fucking steroids. Pumped up full of gear. He couldn't even, Ronnie Coleman was so fucking huge that he had to cut his uniform because he couldn't fit it. You know, you know what I thought watching that thing? Um, And it's something that uh, Sheriff Youngblood alluded to is 
you're safer shooting somebody. Yeah. Like yeah. he t- Sheriff Youngblood talked about like the the finances of 3.4 million and, yeah. you, and the family goes away. A settlement and all that. But yeah. I but I'm what I'm saying is that when you have a situation like uh George Floyd, you got your knee on somebody's neck for 8 minutes. There's a little bit more gray area, right? You could say like why did you do that? Why did why didn't you, you know, listen to him when he said he couldn't breathe all this other why didn't you, you know, just sit him in the back of your car all these things, right? But when you shoot somebody it's like, oh, I thought I seen a gun. That's oh like an instant, yeah. like an instant excuse. All the way going back to Oscar Grant, right? All the way till Tamir Rice. Tamir Rice. Like all these situations. Yeah, yeah, so sad. Yeah. But um, you know, that it's like that's the instant get out of jail free card is if you say you think that person has a gun. And also, let's be very clear. The the reason why I'm so objective when it comes to these things, we just talked about a double amputee, right, and how the police shot him. But we didn't try to make him out to be this innocent person. Mm-hmm. We seen we literally evaluated each case separate, case by case, and said this guy was a stabbing suspect, had a large knife, and was wielding it at the cops. And they yeah. tried to use non-lethal force before they shot him. I'm not trying to validate them shooting him. I felt like they could have exhausted more. But did I just say, oh, my God, these cops are racist. They shot somebody in the double amputee. I look for the nuance in everything, mm-hmm. right? I'm not Candace Owens, okay? Candace Owens, after that terrible shit went on with George Floyd, this fucking idiot goes on there and says, well, he wasn't like a kind person. What does exactly. do with anything? It's like, look here. That. Sorry, I'll let you finish. Sorry. Look here. This is, what, this is why it's dangerous to do what she did. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous when you go back. She did the same thing with, with uh, what's homeboy that was jogging and he got killed. Oh, God. Uh, I forgot his name. Yeah. I met Aubrey. Mm-hmm. He was more than a jogger. Turns out these motherfuckers just killed him. And yeah. she never went back retroactively to say, you know what? I was wrong. All she did was galvanize the wrong people. She yeah. galvanized a group of people to look at this black man as some fucking criminal that was doing something he shouldn't have been doing when in actuality it was these racist motherfuckers that pulled up on him and shot him. Yeah. Okay? That ain't cool. Mm-hmm. And they ended up going to prison for the shit they did. They were wrong. Mm-hmm. And one of the dudes that was with him, he ratted them out. What mm-hmm. does that tell you? They was in the wrong. They was looking for somebody to hurt. Mm-hmm. So that's the issue I have with people. When you talk about this shit, you need to be objective or will you won't be able to have a valid opinion when the shit goes south. Yeah. So that's my thing, man. When it comes to some of these cases, now there was one that we seen, I forgot the kid's name, the one that robbed the subway. Mm-hmm. In the, in the documentary, there was mm-hmm. a guy that robbed the subway and he used the tire iron, but it was a specific tire iron and it did look like a gun. Yeah, it did look like a little it, uh, like a rifle. It looked like a rifle. Mm-hmm. It did look like a rifle, mm-hmm. right? But it's also true that they didn't give him a motherfucking inch. Yeah, that yeah, I remember what I was gonna say now. Yeah. Um the the beautiful thing about this documentary, and just like from a cinematic standpoint, like I I like I really appreciate what they were able to do, you know, um, you know, just from a from a like a, uh, a filmmaker's perspective, yeah, right? The ambiance of and but one of the things that they were what they did was they didn't make anybody perfect no they did not because generally i'm not all the time um um 
there was maybe there was probably one person that was like completely absolved from doing any wrongdoing, and that was David Silva. Mm-hmm. Um, all he was doing is freaking leaning on a fence, right? right? His business. Yeah, he was. He went to the hospital and they turned him away. Oh wow! But yeah, but uh, it's funny after watching that doc, I I got like a. Uh, you know how you watch like Jeepers Creepers or something, and you'd be like, "Damn, man, I don't want to like, I'm not gonna go to sleep. I'm gonna stay up all night." I low key be having like nightmares about not literally, but like these kind of strange like little inklings about like police officers now after I, watching that documentary. I don't. I know I'm good. I know God got me. Yeah, but um, but so the the thing that I liked about it is they didn't paint anybody as like these perfect human and beings. And that's good. Yeah, because you know I think what what the real point is is that they should be able to have their day in court. Yes. You know, they should, if they did something wrong, they should go to jail. They should go to prison instead of, you know, facing the death penalty for doing something that's like, you know, not worth their life. So yeah. I think that that was one of the things that they did, you know. Yeah. Uh, what, I, what I don't like, though, and what I've noticed is very liberal outlets always paint somebody as perfect and nice and he was a good kid and he was this and he was that and this and, and he had a pet dog and he had all these things right but that that right there is what is the problem and what a lot of right wing outlets do is because they're super pro police they paint the police they make them look they, terrible huh so they make them look terrible. Oh, the, they make the victim look terrible mm-hmm. yeah but they try to put put the cop in a position to where he's always. Uh, being validated for what he did. Yeah. They're always backing the police. But the problem with that is when you got a very liberal narrative that's painting this person that he pet puppies all day, and then you got this side that's always making the cop look right, you don't have the truth. Mm-hmm. You don't have a objective narrative. And that's the problem with how we're receiving the news. Yeah. You got super right-leaning people that's, that never see the wrong of what the cops are doing. And you got people that are on the left that all they do is paint everybody as a victim. Mm-hmm. We just said this. I said this before we even talked about this. Everybody is not worth marching for. Mm-hmm. Everybody is not worth going to bat for because it makes you look bad in the long run. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The Tamir Rice is, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bat for him. Mm-hmm. Little kid minding his business gets shot by the police for no fucking reason. Yeah. But the thing that's crazy about it is, the very right-leaning people with this, they just like all. Oh, I seen the comments too. They was like, "Look at Colin over here targeting our city, raised by two white parents, and he's privileged." And oh, so are you admitting that white privilege exists, or what? What are you trying to? What? What are you? What narrative are you trying to paint? <laughs> he he grew up in he privileged household. That's got nothing to do with anything. That's got nothing to. So you're invalidating Colin Kaepernick's whole existence because he grew up with two white parents. That's the sad it. part about it is one of the dudes on there was white. Yeah, you, this is the funny thing. You can't say that the people on here were plants by Colin Kaepernick because they all lived here. Yeah, like Kiyoshi Tomono. Kiyoshi asked the tough questions. The thing, the the, uh, the, the first dude was George Ramirez. Mm-hmm. That dude was an informant, but the police in Bakersfield illegally used him as an informant without him being documented as an informant, and they didn't protect him, and he ended up dead. That to me is criminal. They should be in prison for what they did. And and what's his name? Uh, they show up to the scene not knowing which one is Hager yeah, and which harder, one and which one is Hager, Yeah. And they kind of looked alike. Yeah. And they just start shooting like fuck them both. Because also you got to understand was there was there some type of um was there some type of uh how do you say 
was their intent behind what they did because they knew that they illegally used him as an informant. And if he went out and he spoke and talked about it, they was like, we don't want him to speak. What if that happened? Yeah, you and never know. A, a lot of this shit didn't add up. And they keep letting these cops off, man. They got to stop it. What's that dude's name? Davila? Or I forgot his name. The one that was in um, McFarland, USA. Uh, Demacio. Demacio Diaz. Diaz. Okay, Diaz was stealing motherfucking narcotics and selling them. Him and Homeboy, right? The the fact that he's in the documentary is is wild. Wild. He should still be in fucking prison. He should be in prison right now. Yeah, he got a good old boy's treatment. My uncle got a fucking federal drug charge and did 13 years. Yeah. So if if my uncle's selling illegal narcotics and he gets 13 years, you being a police officer should get the book thrown at you because you know exactly how to break the law. You know exactly all the parameters of the law and you broke it and they let your bitch ass out and you on the internet, you on there like, yeah, it was crazy. I got in too deep. Motherfucker, you a cop. (laughs) Think about the the amount of corruption that is going on in that department. And what's crazy, here's here's the crazy part now. BPD is getting watched by the United States. They can't fuck up anymore. They got no wiggle room. That, they got no wiggle room now. But that that's that's what the documentary said. They were saying they said all this stuff by Kamala Harris and this monitoring and stuff like that. That's just a conversation. They said at the end of it it says um when police when they all these things happen they had all these settlements, right? Mm-hmm. Three point four million dollars. One the the uh, the uh, family 000. of the subway person got a hundred thousand dollars. The other family, uh, I think the Ramirez family, they got four hundred racks or something like that. They were saying that's one of first of all that's taxpayers' dollars. The yeah. police officers aren't paying that. But they said when the when the uh, California government comes down with these things and they're going to monitor for the, the rules and all these things talk. to change. It's just talk because there's no there's no checks and balances. They don't actually have to change anything. And if they don't change anything, there's no consequences. So it's just like if somebody come in here and they just like watching us do our podcast and they say, hey, you should do this. But if we don't do it, then it's just it don't matter. It's, yeah, it's just no rule. Here's the issue. I think in some way they're being incentivized to do the wrong thing because that's how prisons stay full. When you think about it, this whole judicial system all has a face from the judge to the cop on the ground all the way to the CO that's in the prison system. It is one big motherfucking system. And all this shit exists for a reason. It's not by it is by design, my friend. It is not just by, you know, oh, this is a mistake or this happened here because it would have happened, right? I'll say this. They said something that made sense. Start attacking these people's pensions. Not only that, by law, there needs to be a, when you break the law as an officer, you should receive double the sentence automatically. My uncle did 13 years. Your ass should be doing over 20 for what you did. You stole police evidence and sold it. So yeah. you you did an illegal activity outside of being a cop. You didn't just do something that should get you a write-up. And what did he do only like three years? It was something like... I don't even know if it was that. Ridiculous. There's so many cops getting busted. It was another dude. I think I'm a year older than him. I'll look him up. But we talked about him. His ass got on YouTube and made an apology video. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you know, the devil was working in me and this and that. And it was a bunch of people like, we know you're a great guy. We thank you for your service. Are you that much of a fucking cop dick sucker? You need to hold him accountable. This motherfucker took your tax money. He He is what you call a public servant. I don't pay you money to steal and be a fucking criminal. 
Okay, I could go walk up to a crack dealer and pay him if I wanted to do that. <laughs> the job that you have is a public servant. You serve us. We don't serve you. And when you commit a crime and sell drugs and be a thug in a uniform, you need to go to prison. They're, they're, this I'm holding everybody accountable, period. Because if my uncle going to do federal time, you should be doing the same thing. It sucks when my uncle got to go through all the parameters to get a good to try to get a job just to take care of himself. But you motherfuckers can go out and commit a crime and you get three years and a slap on the wrist and you get to be in a documentary. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> what kind of shit is and this? In a movie. In a movie. You, you getting paid off McFarlane USA and a documentary. That's crazy. Yeah. And you want. Oh, here's another thing, too. And I'm not saying this is concurrent at all, but we have to understand that there's been a long, long history of police in the United States and especially in Kern County being very vile. From from the this the prequel of all of this goes back to Oildale. There were literally officers that were Klansmen in the fucking force. This has all been proven. This is not me making things up. This is not me saying that oh, all these white officers belong to the Klan. I'm just saying the facts of the case. They literally was Klansmen that had infiltrated the police force. Cause so can you imagine before you invalidate black people's claims, getting pulled over by a Klansman in a police uniform at two in the morning on the side of a road by himself? Can you imagine how it feels to be a black citizen getting pulled over by a motherfucker that's got that much aggression and hate towards you? Not to mention... Right here in Bakersfield, over that bridge, is a sundown town. If you don't know what a sundown town is, go up and look it up on Google. A sundown town is any place in America that if you were black, you could not let the sun shine down on you or you would be killed or beaten. That is a fact, and that is in Oildale. Right when you get to that bridge, my dad remembers a sign. He said, if you're black, don't let the sun shine down on your ass. Look that up on Google. It existed on the bridge right there on North Chester. Another one existed out in Taft that is outside of Bakersfield. In the 70s in Taft, they literally, the Klansmen came into Taft and ran out all of the black athletes in Taft. This is all documented. And like you got to understand that this is not even that long ago. Mm -hmm. And all those seeds are not gone. Am I saying the Klan is running the BPD? No, but at one time they did. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. And at one time, Oildale was considered a very hateful, racist place to be. Is it all like that now? I wouldn't say it is. It's probably, it's definitely some seeds there, but there's some blacks and Mexicans living out there now. Mm-hmm. It sure is. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of them, and um, a lot of them are on drugs. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oildale's the the worst of the worst. Oh yeah, but I, I've experienced racism in Oildale. Me and my dad were distributing phone books, and this is when Packard Bell was a thing back in 1997. And um, it was the summer of '97, and I was out there with my dad in front of a store, and some dude that cut my dad off or whatever. And my dad was like, "Hey man, what the fuck?" He's like, "Fuck you, nigger." Mm-hmm. Called us, called me and my dad niggers, and drove off. Mm-hmm. What kind of person calls a seventh grader and and his dad a nigger? Mm-hmm. This is an oil deal back in 97. Mm-hmm. Am I saying everybody in oil deals like that? This is why we got to stop being so sensitive. Because I'm pretty sure there's non-black listeners or other listeners and they're like, why are you saying white people are racist? This is not an indictment on every white person. But I want you to understand, you will never be able to get what I, you will never be able to quantify what we go through as black men or as black people. But I want you to understand that there are some people like you that have made it very fucking hard for people who look like me and Keith. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
That is just a fact. And some of them was wearing police uniforms, and some of them, some of them was beaten, killing, lynching, and also falsely claiming, uh, falsely accusing black people of a crime. And then the black guy goes to court with the journey of his peers, and all of them are white men. None of them are black. Mm-hmm. And then he gets accused. He get literally gets the death penalty for a crime he never committed. Mm-hmm. This happened all the this dude. This was very commonplace in the United States. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Bakersfield, what makes it weird is we bend the rules for the cops out here, mm-hmm. which is weird. Like they begin, they get to investigate themselves. They get to. It's a gangster mentality when you go up to somebody's house and say, "Hey, we need your phone." Yeah. What the fuck are you doing in my house asking for my phone for? Yeah. You have no right to do this. This is this shows we you the wanted level. to see if there was anything that we didn't catch. Anything that we didn't catch. You know, you need to get away from my motherfucking house. And here's the issue. When you're the police officer, right? And you and you're the police, the sheriff, who else is going to stop you? This is why it's scary. If I come to your house at two in the morning and say, You better open the fucking door right now, what you gonna do? Call the cops on me? And then they're gonna send a unit that's corrupt, just like the motherfucker that's coming to my house asking me for my phone. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do. That's the scary part, which I'm, which is why I'm glad that they came up with this documentary. You, can you imagine how many people in Kern County have been validated by these cops? Mm-hmm. Can you? And you know who else I feel bad for? I feel bad for the cops that go to do their job, and because they don't want to get involved in the bullshit, they get railroaded. I can guarantee you, with the corruption that exists at BPD, it's a cop that just show up, do his job, and then he sees some fucked up wild shit and because he don't want to be a part of it they find a way to get him written up and fired yeah. I, man, it's, I, it's, yeah it's crazy man. i wonder how many good police officers in bakersfield have been fired for no fucking reason or i don't i don't the thing about it like you know just kind of thinking about that the the rotten apple uh i was about to say rotten tomato but the rotten apple man, this uh, nigga getting sleep he just making shit up well, the Rotten Tomatoes is like the film score stuff. I know. But um, when I think about, um, I think about the there what happens sometimes, and there's a, there's this, this case like when my cousin Case and Guyton. That was fucking terrible, man. There are some sometimes there's situations where there's where there's there's a there's facts. And then there's something that has to be proven in the court of law, right? right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes they don't connect. Mm-hmm. So sometimes police have to do certain things, like get an informant mm-hmm. or yes. maybe put something, plant something. So it's like mm-hmm. it's tricky. So I would say in that situation, it's my cousin. So I, you know, I may, I may be okay with. Mm-hmm. certain uh illegal mm-hmm. ways of you know getting evidence or something like mm-hmm. that but it's it's so i just say i'm just i just say that to say it's tricky like you know in terms of some like sometimes those it, it's things. tricky when you're the one trying to get justice yeah mm-hmm. but here's the issue i think and this is the, i mean look it's this is not even subjective because i know what you're trying to which you, you're an objective person so you're trying to tear yourself apart right now you're basically saying, like, I wouldn't have a problem if my family needed the police to do something off the books for me. Yeah. Right? And I think we both, we could both attest to that. But here's what the issue is. 
there's an issue when you're using that same tactic to cover up corruption. Yeah. That's where it's always going to be wrong. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying there's a right way to do the wrong thing, but that will always be wrong. If I walk up to you and just shoot you in the head with no justification, no nothing, no nothing at all, and I'm using those taxes to protect myself, I think he was having, he had something on his waistband. Mm-hmm. I think he was drunk. He was talking aggressive to me. And if there's no video to prove it, not to mention, here's the worst part. They took the cameras down at the subway. They took them all down. You know what's, you know what's so crazy? I can remember watching Training Day like, this is weird. Like, like this is too much. This is too fictional. This is yeah. too fictitious. Like, this nigga is a police, a detective, and he pulling, he's slapping people up. He's selling drugs. He's stealing money. I'm like, nah. And then you start to, like, really peel back all these stories, and you're like, yo, this came from somewhere. They yeah. didn't just make this up Mm-mm. out of thin air. Bro, you need to understand that the history of the police, let's be very clear when we say this. I, it's, it is a very nuanced, a very nuanced topic. I mean, how many times have we seen, I'm not, I'm not talking about fictitious, I'm not talking about training day, we're talking about cocaine cowboys in Miami in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that documentary? Mm-mm. You need to watch it. The reason why they were able to get away with selling so many kilos of cocaine is because the police was on the payroll. Yeah. 70% of that force was doing illegal activity with these guys so they could sell the drugs. It got so deep, right? Check this out. They got so smart with how they transported cocaine around Miami that they were using tow trucks, literal tow trucks. And they would have a car full of kilos that acted like it was a broke down car on the side of the road. They would pick up, the tow truck would pull up, pick up the truck or the car that had the dope in it and transport it around town. They had thousands of tow trucks picking up dope, taking it everywhere. Mm -hmm. And the police knew about it. In fact, the police orchestrated it. Do I need to keep going? American Gangster. It got to the point where he he had to testify against the police. This is the true story. This is how sending drugs through freaking uh, caskets. Literally, they literally were taking cocaine from uh, uh, that was Vietnam. Mm -hmm. So in Vietnam, when soldiers died, they were smuggling in pure cocaine in the graves or or, excuse me, in the caskets of dead Mm -hmm. soldiers. So it's two things that's sad about that. I think it's sick that you would smuggle cocaine. In the casket of a soldier who fought for this country, but it's also sick. How many men died in Vietnam? Mm-hmm. It's like a double layer. It's mm-hmm. a very, it's a layered situation. How many men went out there and died for this country? Yeah, right. That didn't have to. In addition to putting cocaine in a fucking casket. Yeah, imagine your, oh my your dad, God. your grandfather, something like that. You know what's sick about it though, and 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 like I said, I just as disgusting of a of an act that was to smuggle cocaine in a casket. That was fucking genius. Yeah, it was a it was an evil genius, mm-hmm. and he was getting kilos of pure cocaine out of Vietnam, man. Mm-hmm. That's fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, if you're gonna do it. My God, <laughs> there's no right way to do the wrong thing, <laughs> but God damn it, that's fucking close. Yeah, my goodness. Yeah. yeah, man. There's there's been so many. There's been even okay. Look, even during 
nothing illegal really gets done really without some form of law enforcement getting involved. My my cousin, I can say this. My cousin, his job literally, literally, because my cousin was a CEO for many years, I think like 20, almost 20 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. But his he got promoted and his job is literally to investigate COs. Literally. His mm-hmm. job is to investigate COs that are smuggling dope into the prison. Mm-hmm. Recently, he told me that they took this chick down. She made $30,000 illegally through the prison in a month. They had a search warrant. They kicked her door down. She wasn't there. They eventually caught up to her and locked her up. This is a CO. Mm-hmm. So on every level of the judicial system, there is corruption. Mm-hmm. So this narrative, like you know, it's, it's crazy, and I, I, you know, right. I don't want to compare you to like a police officer, mm-hmm. but you, you can kind of see from a firsthand point of view. Mm-hmm. Not that it, it makes it okay for them, but right. I'm saying just being in a space and your eyes mm-hmm. get big, mm-hmm. all these TVs running in and mm-hmm. out of here, nigga. If I just snatch one of these, there we go, and, I, and that that happens. But these people are holding a hand to the Bible and raising mm-hmm. a right hand, you know? And I think one of the things that I've seen in there, and this is like, I, the reason I, is from a creative, this documentary is amazing to me because this, like, I'm writing a thing now on Bakersfield, like mm-hmm. this movie called The Field, and it just adds another element. Because it's already about, it's already a hood drama about, like, you know, gangsters in Bakersfield, right. but... Like, this adds another element. Like, dang, what if the police are, what if I have characters that are police, law enforcement, how mm. they get tied into the gang and stuff like that. So that that made it cool for me. But there's a, multiple shots in there um, where the police, they look like, like, if you scroll through my cousin's Instagram and you just see the, the you know, uh, Stroller Boys and all these, like, East Side Crips and mm-hmm. stuff like that, if you look at some of those pictures with the police officers it looks pretty similar well you got to understand there's real police gangs yeah like le- legitimate police gangs the reapers and the vikings and there's real literal police departments with gangs mm-hmm. so it's a gang within the department mm-hmm. and this has been going on a long time they've been they literally have been investigating a multiple departments for this mm-hmm. right so we have to understand that corruption takes place I just talked about a story where I was taking stuff from a job that I used to work at. So the little bit of levers that I had at a job and the little bit of power that I had to oversee something, I failed at it and I was I was wrong for what I did. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine as an officer when you take that? First of all, I'm not trying to give myself any leeway. Like I said, that was ignorant. That was wrong. But no one was harmed in that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and also the uh, store got insurance. Um, but look, <laughs> yeah. when it comes to being an officer, like I mentioned, this is not McDonald's. You cannot burn a batch of fries and just put a new one in. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with human lives, right? So when you are sloppy at your policing and you're not checking all the X's and O's and you just pulling triggers on people and you're like, oh, he had a gun. I th- I felt I feared for my life. You think the motherfucker that see you with the gun drawn ain't fearing for his life? And they said, the witnesses said that James had his hands up, right? But at the same time, man, it's... Shot him in the head. Yeah. Yeah. God that, damn. That was intentional. Oh, my God. That was intentional. Yeah, and, you don't and, accidentally shoot somebody in the no, head. No, he aimed for that. Mm-hmm. And he was far enough. He was. It wasn't like a super close range either. And it, yeah, man, he could have shot him anywhere. 
You get shot in the head with your hands up? Oh yeah, gosh, yeah. Man. And the dude said, tickle, tickle. Like, he got off on it. You got to understand, a person that, that knows, here's the difference. A department that knows that it's safer to shoot somebody than to do that. Imagine how they feel when they go out. And imagine what type of alliances they have within the department. Yeah. Imagine the type of illegal activity and things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the crazy part, because the guy on there, um, that's why I'm saying it's tricky. Right. Because the the black officer, he's a, the chief of police. I forget his name. Where is he? Was it was this not San Bernardino? Where was he at? No, no, no. I'm talking about the guy from Bakersfield. Oh, okay. the bald dude with the mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. OK. Yeah. Um, I remember he came to uh, B.C. once at Bakersfield College and he was just talking to the I don't know if it was like a. Uh, like a black thing or like, you know, like some sort of black student community thing right. at BC. But one of the stories he told like very vividly is he was at South high school when they created the country boy Crips. It was like, they was in the bathroom and they, you know, basically created the gang and I was there. Um, and like fast forward, you know, and he, you know, obviously like spearheaded, you know, catching the the people that killed, uh, you know, my little cousin, Case and Guyton. And um, but but when you see that, um, but you also know that he's like working for a police force. That's the most deadliest mm-hmm. police force in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some capacity, enabling mm-hmm. these people mm-hmm. is something that is just not clicking. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's something that. Is not making sense, and like I was saying, even in that in that case, they uh, I think they finagled. This is, I don't know if this is like he say she say or if this is like public information, but I think they fudged some stuff in that even in that mm-hmm. case in order to catch some of those some of those people or to cover up some of that it's corruption. Some of that case. It's corruptions on all, on all levels. Yeah, I remember um, uh, Gavin Newsom posted something, and I seen a bunch of people praising him in the comment section, and they were like, "That's right." Hold on, I'm about to sneeze. I hate when you like in between the sneeze and the not yeah, sneeze. Pump fake sneeze. Yeah, it's like man, stop. It's like nose foreplay or something. Like, that. <laughs> don't play with me like that. I'm from the bus. Like, <laughs> no, um, <laughs> yeah. But Gavin Newsom posted something, and people were like, "That's my governor. We love him." Blah 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 blah. And like everybody's just like, "Oh, he's so great." But here's the issue: you realize this is the same guy that made his wine business an essential business during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. This is also a guy. That broke his own fucking guidelines during the pandemic. And mm-hmm. he's supposed to be leading y'all. This is also a guy that got called out for sleeping with his, his best friend's wife. That's crazy. Motherfucker sleeping with his best friend's wife. Not that it's any of my business, but just to give you an idea that people in these high level positions do corrupt shit. Uh, but also, you know, you call, you speak about the east side of Bakersfield, you know, the highest homicide rate, but don't say much about the police brutality. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, it's like the thing about it too is this, and I, I'll, I'll close with this because we've been a little long winded here. Um, what, what's crazy, and I kind of lost my train of thought, but what's crazy not only about this documentary is the fact that a lot of people will invalidate any claims against the police because it's just you know you don't know what they do at their job. You can do their job if your life depended on it. And you don't know what it's like being a police officer, right? And that is supposed to be a valid, just a super valid. I don't know what it's like to be a cop. So that is a valid point. 
However, it's very simplistic. I don't think you should take on a job if you are not built for it. We watch cops all the time, man. Like the double amputee thing, that that's bad. And I feel like they didn't exhaust enough resources. But if you shoot a 73-year-old man with dementia. With dementia. Why the fuck are you doing that job? Why are you doing that job? If I'm in my truck and literally I haul gasoline for a living and I just start hitting people, driving over people's cars and just being reckless, I can't say, oh, man, I apologize. Nigga, they're going to take me to jail. Yeah. Why why is a guy like me that's a truck driver, why am I being held more accountable than police officers? That makes no fucking sense. I think I think that back in the day, and maybe not, maybe I'm just making this up, but I think back in the day when you were when you were a kid and they like, you know, what do you want to do for for your for your career? What do you want to be in, in life or whatever? People put police officers. I think that some of those kids genuinely thought like, you know, I get to help people. Mm-hmm. I get to be like a superhero in a sense. I get to go out and like, you know, protect people that eat donuts and get, shit. Yeah, eat donuts and coffee and all that good stuff. Um you, you know, people that break into houses, I get to help families out. I get to catch the bad guys and all this stuff. But I think somewhere along the way, there like there was like this infatuation with like the the power mm-hmm. that you wield when you're a police officer. Oh, yeah. Like you're God in a sense. Like yeah. I can kill somebody mm-hmm. and take two months off, paid leave, and then I'm right back on the force. Yeah. And, and I can do the same thing again, and nobody's gonna say nothing. That's a good point. Like it, when you when you're out and about, first of all, with me, I'm a law abiding citizen. So when I see a cop, I don't really think of much. But what I do is I feel the energy, mm-hmm. and the energy is this: if you in a grocery store or somewhere, and a cop comes up in a uniform, they got the dark shades on. It's just a whole attitude. It's just a whole di- just a whole different demeanor. And the other day. Not even the other day, probably about a week or so ago. Swear to God, I seen uh, it was like a golf cart that I guess somebody drove into you know my apartments right there, and it was two cops right there, and I just said fuck it, let me see what's going on. I normally I just I want to normalize not just talking and dealing with cops, but if I'm a law abiding citizen, law abiding citizen, why should I be afraid? You know how many white people I see see the police and wave at them like hey how you doing? Mm-hmm. Right. So I said you know what, let me go ahead and see what's going. on. I was like. What's up with the cart, man? And the cop like stuttered. Swear to God, swear to God. He said, "Uh, uh, th- 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 some- somebody just stole it. I don't, I don't know what's going on." But the girl in the back, the f- the female officer, she wasn't acting like that. She was just like, "Yeah, people ain't got shit to do." I was like, "Apparently not." Somebody stole the fucking cart and drove it in here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Man, I feel bad, Jai, to come out here on that call, man." And just just shooting the shit with him. And he's like, man, he's like, we got to take every call. And they look like they, we was around the same age. They probably was like 29 to like mm-hmm. 35. Mm-hmm. Younger cops. But the thing about it is the fact that he was stuttering and shit. I had an L.A. Dodger hat on. I was just being a regular black guy. And I rolled my window down and talked to him. And I could see he didn't have a visceral response. But this makes this just proves my point. This is why sometimes I do it almost as like a social experiment. Mm-hmm. Being black, pulling up on a cop, rolling your window down is enough for that motherfucker to be scared. Mm-hmm. That shit was like, really? Mm-hmm. 
You know how many? What time was it? It was daytime. It was probably. Oh yeah, they tripping. It was like noon. Yeah, I could see if it was dark. I'd be like, I don't yeah, know. that's different. Cause yeah. I, I'd be a little afraid of me at night. <laughs> but I'd that, be afraid of my reflection in the mirror at nighttime. If if Keith rode up on me at night with that hair like that, yeah, I'm shooting him. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I might shoot me too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. His hair was threatening. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it just told me like the the excessive stuttering that yeah. he had. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's like the fear. First of all, the presence of fear comes with a subconscious thing. Mm-hmm. If it was an elderly white man that pulled rolled the window down, I don't think it would be that type of a reaction. Mm-hmm. And people could say like Eddie, I just think you're over. It's overblown, man. Mm-hmm. It's overblown. Just because you're black doesn't mean cops are scared of you, man. I'm not saying every cop is. He was. The, yeah. the, the female officer, she didn't react like that at all. Yeah, I, I remember um, I told this story on the pod uh, a while back, but I'm, I'm downtown. I'm right here, and, you know, we have yielding, you know, left turns mm-hmm. uh, downtown. And uh, um, I'm in a, I'm trying to make a, a, a left turn, and uh, – I forget. I may have no. I may have been driving straight because the police was making the officer was making a left turn. I wasn't making. So I'm going straight, uh, and then the police officer is making a left turn into the police department. Um, So the light, you know how it is. Like the light turns green, you just make sure everybody stop. It couldn't have been no longer than Mm -hmm. you know. Light turns green. Mm -hmm. One, two. I'm got my foot on the gas. And the police officer is already huffing and puffing, like ah, oh, like like Man. I hurry up, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, like dog, I just like, where's your patience? Impatient, at, like I'm, I'm driving like a human being. Um, but that's the type of these are the type of officers that's protecting and serving. Yeah, us. I see the same thing with truck drivers too. Impatient truck drivers speeding, dr- driving around cars, being dangerous. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck do you have a CDL if you're gonna act like that, man? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I will say this though, I'm gonna keep this a buck. I've seen quite a few very attractive uh, female police officers at BPD. Really? It's a couple. I seen they this didn't guy. show none of them on the documentary. Nah, they wasn't on the documentary. Like I seen white man. I seen this Mexican chick, and I seen a couple of these, because it ain't, ain't no black women on the force. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. she, man, it was a couple looking good. Mm-hmm. This is how I'm going to game them. I'm going to be like, excuse me, here's my license. You can run my, I don't have a criminal record. <laughs> um, I, I can take you out sometime, you know, go mm-hmm. to BJ's or something. Yeah. Grab something to eat. Yeah. Cause you know if you if you're dating an officer right you dating a cop she's gonna do your background yeah she's gonna run your background that would be tricky man I think that would I think that would be that would be cool if you could date an officer I, I just I ain't got no know. problem doing it I ain't got no problem yeah doing it. I, I think you would be you would be able to uh, I'm say not infiltrate but just kind of like perspective you oh, know yeah, what 100%. I mean yeah like a, a, an objective point of view and really. You know, affect change in there just by way of being in a relationship with a police officer. Yeah, that'd be a trip, man. Mm-hmm. That'd be bad. But see, here's the problem with that, though. The problem with that is if you're dating a very sexually attractive woman that's a police officer, there's some dude on that force that likes that officer. Mm-hmm. I I just know how it works. When, when When men and women work together, there's always that dynamic of a guy that likes a girl, but he can never get the girl. Mm-hmm. When he finds out who gets the girl and he's mad, and you find out that I'm fucking that officer, I'm gonna start getting weird behavior happening around my place. Yeah, it's freaking like, van surveillance vans just 
Hey, hey, um, I was just seeing uh, if there was any problems or any disturbances. <laughs> uh, my name is uh, my name is uh, Edward 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 Dunham. And like, um, okay, no, everything's fine here. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, you got any dope on you? I'm like, yeah. no, man. What the fuck are you doing here? Officer Wimbish pull up to your house. If I see Mac Wimbish, I'm like, oh, this nigga wants some pussy. <laughs> That's all. He trying to get. He trying to get the officer. <laughs> oh man. Bruh, yeah, that's wild. I will say though, like genuinely, I don't know, I don't remember everybody's name, but James, uh, David Silva, um, there was a Cerna. I think Cerna was the older, uh, the older man. But, yeah, the old seventy-three-year-old you know, man, bro. Yeah, but rest in peace to all of those uh, victims of police brutality, and um, you know, and I, and I genuinely want to commend the families man like for being so strong you know I know that that's I personally haven't dealt with anything even close to that but I you know the strength that it takes to you know sit in front of that camera to continue to protest you know to continue to show up to to build community amongst each other you know in in light of you know a very dark situation um, just the you know the the authenticity they were able to uh, portray on that camera and in and in those interviews. Um, I also commend the you know the people that got on there from the news, like yeah, you know, because that's that's not they don't got to do that. So you Jessica, know what I mean? Jessica Arrington. Yeah, she was on there giving it up. Uh, it was a couple other Shout people. Out to her man. Yeah, and also the cops, you know, on there just like that's. That's a thing that is not, um, I'm sure there's police off. You know how it is. Like when it's like in a black family, when a, like a black dude is dating a white girl or something like that, they just kind of look at them like this nigga. Like, hey. <laughs> but I'm sure that's how the police is looking at the other police officers. Like, what are y'all doing on this Kaepernick documentary? Yeah, because it's, it's, just, it's a level of objectivity mm-hmm. that makes the documentary valid. And, and like you said, the, the people, even the families are not trying to paint their kids in the best light. Yeah. Said, My brother was a drug addict. He was in and out of prison. Yeah. For, you know, he couldn't stay clean. Like, they were not trying to paint him as an angel. Mm-hmm. So that that took away the the people that are opposing it. That took away one of their statements they could have made. They didn't try to make them look like angels. Yeah. Uh, in addition to that, it wasn't no police bashing. It was only the it was only the information that was in the case. It wasn't nothing else. And it was also the actual journalists, the news journalists that worked on the local news. Yeah, that they weren't even they were being very objective. Mm-hmm. And they weren't saying like these cops are bad. They never made statements like that. Yeah, not really giving opinions about the cops. They're no. just saying the facts. The cool thing about it too is they are reading the uh, what do you call it? like dissertations or something mm-hmm. from the yes. from the from the police officers. Yep, mm-hmm. they're, they're reading it and they were trying to uh, replicate the emotion. Mm-hmm. And I will say, as as much as that Diaz guy was kind of like, is kind of he's just a product of the system mm-hmm. you know he he is who he is he's a human being whatever mm-hmm. um but his his role on there is so important because mm-hmm. he, he just shows you like i am a byproduct of the slap on the wrist that you get or even mm-hmm. barely getting in trouble mm-hmm. and yeah it was just, it, it just he just like epitomizes like the the police culture yeah i am doing these things i'm i'm a, a undercover detective I was walking the line. I went a little bit too far, and this is a result of that. So, 
Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and his his the the his um the other guy Mara. Mm-hmm. There's been so many other ones that have done corrupt things. Yeah, yeah. There's a a dude named Logan August. He's also I think he I think he got sentenced already. Mm-hmm. But Logan August, he was the motherfucker that came out and made a YouTube video. You know the dev the devil was working that day, and you know I just want to apologize. And mm-hmm. and a bunch of people on the thread were like, "It's okay, we support He's from you." Bakersfield. Yeah, he went yeah. to Stockdale. I'm like one Wait, year old. What, what was that situation? He played football. Um, the motherfucker was stealing. He was stealing dope money. Mm, yeah, okay. Yeah, so it, then he was like, the devil got the best of me, and, you know, I just want to apologize to people for this and that. And it was, like, the, the sad thing is the amount of police apologists in the comments. Yeah. They was like, it's okay, we're praying for you, we it's love so you, everybody makes mistakes. No, motherfucker, because the same people that get murdered, the victims, you want to make them like they the motherfucking, you, you make the victims to look so bad, but you building up a cop that was stealing? Yeah. Like, come on, man, get out of here, dog. Like, don't, yeah. don't do that. And if, it's, if it's one person you could just look at and be like, there's no way you can paint them as a person that did anything wrong as the David Silver story. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If you if they just chopped it up into that that piece and you just like, yo, you can't say no negative thing about that situation, especially the lengths that they went to to like to to uh And here's the thing, another him. officer with a slap on the wrist. Can I remind you guys? My uncle did like th- like 12 or 13 years federal time. Logan August, ex-deputy Logan August sentenced to 4 years in prison for stealing drugs from KC S a uh, uh, KCSO evidence room um, entering a sheriff's property room under the guise of retrieving drugs for destruction. Former deputy Logan August stole hundreds of pounds of marijuana and comp- and conspired with another deputy to put the drugs on the street. In federal, these are thugs. This is the definition of a thug. Mm-hmm. We're we not talking about that. When you say the word thug, a lot of people think of the gang member with the sagging pants and the tattoos. No, it's an officer in the fucking department, stealing dope and putting it back on the street. That is the worst thug because this motherfucker knows every parameter to break the law and he did it. And he only getting four years and my uncle got 13. You see why I'm so mad about this shit? Mm-hmm. The same motherfucker is supposed to uphold the law breaking it. That ain't it. Um, in federal court three years ago, August was sentenced to probation after pleading no contest to a single charge. Current prosecutor said the punishment was too lenient, especially after further investigation revealed far more marijuana, more than 300 pounds or more. 300 pounds? Come on, man. Was stolen than originally believed with their new findings. Prosecutors, mind you, I believe this guy had a fucking CrossFit gym out here, too. Um, Prosecutors brought the state charges against August and other former deputy. On Thursday, August was sent to four years in prison after making an open plea of no contest to... The 15 felonies filed against him. The plea meant there was no deal with prosecutors in place, and he, in effect, was throwing himself at the mercy of the court. The prison term was met with the tears from his many family members and friends in attendance. August's young daughter cried, I want my daddy as a family. I don't care about her crying for her daddy. You know how many motherfuckers cry for their daddy every day? And their daddy daddy doing a life sentence? Daddy is, is locked up for fucking 50 years? And, and you know what's funny? The judge has no mercy on them. But because this is an off, that judge needs to fucking be sat down. Mm-hmm. These judges that's given these lenient sentences, they need to be fucking, they don't have any integrity. They are a part of a system that is corrupt, and they are one level of it. These corrupt judges that are ex-cops, 
that are allowing this fucking shit to happen, they need to sit these motherfuckers down. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Then it says, uh, August attorney David A. Torres had asked Judge, Judge Judith K. Dolchich to sentence his client to probation. A prosecution asked for five years in prison. The probation department recommended a three-year term. August had faced a maximum of nine years in prison for charges that included drug trafficking, burglary, and conspiracy. Before handing down the sentence, Dolce said she took into, uh, took into account the complexity of the operation and the trust of community had in August as a sheriff uh, deputy. Uh, August also uh, induced other to participate in the scheme, something the judge said she weighed heavily in her decision. In the lengthy statement in the court, August apologized to Dolce's the deputies in the courtroom and the audience for his actions, he said he was humbled by the dis- disgusted by by his actions. I disgrace everything you guys are wearing with my decisions, he told the deputies. August's voice broke as he addressed the audience. Blah, blah, blah. He had believed he would lose his family over the scandal, but they stood by him. I shouldn't be de- I shouldn't be deserving of having my wife sitting in front row, but God has restored my marriage. Nigga, fuck your marriage and fuck you. You should be in jail for 10 years. Fuck you. I don't got no empathy for these motherfuckers. My uncle spent over a decade in prison, and this motherfucker got four years for a crime. Mm -hmm. That was worse than my uncle's. My uncle was doing the wrong thing, right? But the fact that you get to steal over 300 pounds of marijuana, and then he did some shit with his taxes where he did, I forgot what he did. He did something with his finances too. I don't know. He filed for bankruptcy. That's what he did. He filed for bankruptcy and then something else. And I'm like, like this is just, this is just corruptness at its, at its highest level. And the fucked up thing about it is when you allow regular human beings to have this much power, this is what they do. They will send some motherfucker to 50 years that looks like me and Keith and then I'll go have a dinner party and all the cops and sheriff all eating at the dinner party, having crackers and telling their police stories, you know, and drinking beers and talking, having a great old time while they locking innocent people up, shooting people. And they just get to go back to doing their job like nothing happened. It, no, they got to they got to break this good old boy system up. That's got to stop. Yeah, that's got to fucking stop. But you know what? I'll talk Tom Blue in the face. I'm sure you guys got somewhere to go. Okay, <laughs> so to work. Yeah, you got to go to work, man. Turn yeah. the podcast off. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, look, if yeah. you may- well, no, before before that, um, make sure y'all subscribe to the YouTube. Please, the numbers is going up over there. Um, you know, we're doing a pretty decent job on the YouTube. We're trying to get the consistent with the videos. Make sure y'all follow us on the gram. Uh, you just type in the trucker's mind. It's a lot of underscores in there, but you'll find it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then K Fings is mine, of course. Um, and then also hit that hit that cash app. A couple people have been sending some some money we to the appreciate cash it, app. Man. Yeah, we so, appreciate it. Yeah, that's and, love. Yeah, let it let it be known. If you feel that we've earned a donation, then send it on in, and mm-hmm. we'll be gladly appreciative. Right. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, we don't want no fucking handouts. We've been doing this every week for it'll be five years straight. Mm-hmm. In, in in April, it'll be it'll be five straight years. Mm-hmm. Every single week, dropping content. So I just want you to understand if you're new to this podcast, this is the podcast that doesn't miss anything. Mm-hmm. We don't miss any time. If you can't rely on anything or anyone else in your life, you can rely on us to release a podcast. Yeah. And we always will. Okay. Yeah. So if you made it to the end of this podcast, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy, Kate Fings. We're out of here. Peace.